0: Hello oh, and welcome, Xbox Nation, to this week's fire episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. And of course, I am one of your hosts, Mr. XL. and as you can tell, in my voice... We have exciting topics to break down. Lots of really interesting, positive Xbox news. And I want to start off with a little bit of an explanation, if you will. You know, in the last two weeks, I've been a bit down on Xbox. And, you know, the truth is this. Um, I've been frustrated with the lack of urgency that we have seen and more importantly, the quietness from Phil Spencer and company. Now, I just want to I don't have to tell you guys this, but because I consider you friends and family, I'm going to come out and explain to you that I don't hate Xbox. My my expectations and excitement levels are through the roof for this fall, and we're going to be talking about what indie games are going to be coming To the platform for launch of the Series X. But listen, I feel that you guys and gals sub my channel, listen to my content, and interact with me either through email, on DMs, and of course on Twitter, because you trust my honesty. And I think that that is all you can ask for. To be honest, I mean, if I was someone looking for clicks, I would make clickbait shit that would be like, oh, my God, Xbox is dying. And of course, who would tune in for that? Who would tune into that program? All of the toxic trolls that the um, sheriff. Lethal Papa keeps away So I can't make his job any harder So I make titles that are relevant To the conversation that we're going to have Because I don't care about subs I don't care about clicks I mean, sure, is it important to be As a podcaster, as a content creator It is, but not at my core My core is community That's you guys and gals It's important to me that you can come to my show And you're going to get an honest opinion Not one that's tempered Not one That goes around subjects because I'm afraid to maybe ruffle someone's feathers. Listen, I'm a fan just like you. As a matter of fact, I'm even more a fan than anybody that I know simply because not only do I play games like you guys and girls, but I take the time away from family and playing these games to write these shows because of my excitement for the industry as a whole. So if I'm saying something that bothers you and you want to talk about it, DM me, leave a message on Twitter, and, of course, leave a comment in the section below. And, you know, obviously I'll get back to you, but I am going to tell you, If you're rude, I will ban you from the channel altogether. I've gotten some really, really nasty messages in the last couple of weeks, and I'm a little perplexed simply because I go out of my way to be honest. More importantly, I go out of my way to be a good guy. So with that said, let's continue with not only the show but the introductions. Now, we have to talk about our special guest. First of all, making his return appearance in over a year, Uh, And obviously we're going to we're going to write that wrong because he's going to be on the show more often than not. He is, in my opinion, not only one of the community's absolute finest, he is the mouthpiece, the representative of the indie community. And he does it in a proper manner while sipping a proper spot of tea. Please welcome
1: the indie gamer thank you so much boom it's awesome to be back Uh, it's like you say it's been over a year since i've been on a show with you so it's going to be blowing off some cobwebs for me today Uh, but i'm honored to be back on and uh, mixing up with you guys Uh, as your channel's grown so much since i was last on it's amazing fantastic work and like you've got an indie topic today so i'm super excited to be on and talking about that with you guys so thanks for the invite buddy and i cannot wait yeah, you know what we were talking about
0: this pregame. It almost is. It almost seems as if the gaming gods themselves reached down and put us in the same path, simply because because <laughs> the d said, "Hey, boom! Listen, FYI, I'm available to do a show if you're, you know, if, if, if yeah. you have the room for me." And I said. <laughs> holy matrimony you won't exactly. believe it but we have a massive indie topic and it just so <laughs> happens that you could be on and sure enough here we are and it seems like it's going to be a great show very Most exciting definitely. and it's good to have you on dude obviously you, buddy. uh it is great to have you back on the show uh again i, I know that you're doing some of your own stuff i know that you're doing uh, an indie podcast which i will talk about towards the end of the show so we get some uh views Fantastic. and likes and subs to your channel because i Thank think it's you, worthy uh, but let's
1: appreciate. continue
0: with of course the introductions next up you know him as the brave heart of this panel he is a master chef part-time and also full-time community awesomeness kind of a dude please welcome zemi games what's up dude
2: What's up, there? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually a little bit shocked that I was even able to make it to this show because I've just been playing so much Crusader Kings. I was. <laughs> talking I, know, to... I knew you.
0: I knew you were going to say that.
2: <laughs> you know, I actually. You know, whenever you said Braveheart, it made me think of you know like William Wallace, and I was like, you know, I bet I could actually maybe go into that game and play as William Wallace, or at least maybe just like a Scottish king. Like that would be really awesome. I don't know, uh, but man, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, would not miss it for the world. This is, this is the moment each and every week I look forward to the most, just hopping on this podcast and talking uh, Xbox news, whether it's good news, whether it's bad news. I just love talking about Xbox and sharing my opinion with you guys.
0: Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your crusade to stop by and hang out <laughs> for a bit. we definitely appreciate that. Um, but listen, real quick, let us uh, let me thank Sean Carpenter. Not only was he one of the first ones here, he drops not one, but two $2 Super Chats. In his first one, I want to wish him congratulations. He said, just got my Taco Bell. Let's go. Uh, and the other one, which was interesting... He said he just got his dollar thirty raise today. So congratulations. Hashtag positive vibe there, Sean. Well, thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you for your generosity and congratulations once again. But let's continue, of course, with the introductions. Now, you know him. Someone that is is costing me quite a pretty penny to be here. I have to write another check to PlayStation Nation because he's on loan and he's here for your entertainment. He is one of the biggest Halo fans that wears a PlayStation badge proudly. Please welcome
3: Mr. Bad Bit. What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm happy to be here. It's been a bit of a week. It certainly it's, has. It's been it's been the roughest week in my quarantine. And I have I have one last hot take for everyone here. Uh it need I need to get it off my chest. Okay. And boom, I'm sorry if you lose a subscriber or two, but it needs to be said. Go for <laughs> it. Bill and Ted movies are not good. Just not okay. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, they, they, they were well before your time because you are a bit young. Um, yeah,
0: you might have you, you been like three or four when they came out. I don't, I, I think I might be correct on saying that you, know, no, you, you might actually you are. I'm born. not kidding you. All right, yeah,
3: well,
0: so, I, so it 89 was
3: the first one, right? That it's, uh, yeah, so, so it was, I was even, two years old.
0: <laughs> so you were two, so the, I was close. Oh, sorry, I, I was negative two years old. At oh, that moment, so yeah. you weren't even born yet. See that again, it's, it's a little bit <laughs> wow. of um. You know, '80s humor that y- y- you had to be around to appreciate. You know, again, you have to be the old dog like myself in the room. But Joe, thanks so much for being here. We do appreciate uh, everything that you bring to the table. And 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 lastly, and a- in no way least, uh, someone that has recently joined the panel, someone that, in my opinion, has recently stolen the gaze of the community, be simply because of his his unbelievable experience. Like I said, people's gaze was on me. And now it's on him. I don't know. We may have to make him the show, uh, the, the the show host next. Please welcome, VJ. What's up, dude?
4: Hey, boom! <laughs> Thank you so much for the intro. Yeah, I'm starting to feel. Uh... A little bit like the part of the furniture, so to speak, but uh less about me. I just wanted to say a big hello to Indie Gamer. I've, I've never spoken to him live before, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you and thank you for entertaining um, all of my DMs and my silly questions. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> listen.
0: You know I what? what you, me, right? I, I got to tell um, you, uh, BJ. All, all jokes aside, and I said I said that you know you've stolen the gaze of the uh, of the community. I mean that in the most best way possible. I, I think that you came in. Uh, with uh, with maybe two people following you on Twitter, and no one knew who you were. And you actually, if if you don't know the story behind how VJ became a part of the show, he actually wrote wrote to me an email. Talking about, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm interested in getting into podcasting and I'd love to be, uh, you know, a part of the show. So, of course, you know, you bring someone in, you know, and, and again, I'm I'm a pay it forward kind of a dude, right? Like Mooch allowed me a voice in this community. I took it and ran. And when I have people that ask they want to be on the show, uh, it, it is, it's only right, at least in my opinion, to, of course, um, you know, allow them to have a voice, whether it be on one show or 15 shows, simply because I'm, I, like I said, I enjoy paying it forward. And I got to tell you, VJ, you bring a lot of really thought provoking knowledge, and it is great to work with you on a weekly basis. So thank you so much for being here. And before I get into, of course, the bits and bytes, the new segment of all of my channels work, I just kind of want to make a mention of two couple of things. First of all, let me thank Gungrave with the outstanding. Very generous five dollar super sticker, and he says, Keep it up. And also, uh, my ver- I have a very good friend and generous friend of the show, Sin Vendetta, is here. He drops a five dollar super chat and says, Mr. Bad Bit, why are so many Sony executives hinting so hard at do- Demon Souls remake being a launch game?
3: Because um, they want to play with my heartstrings. Uh, I said you know it on what? the show.
0: I, think, I hope they listen. It, I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna I swear to at God, it, it but is. I'm going to support it uh i'm certainly going to support the work of of uh, blue point that game looks yeah. great uh it would be a it would be a real massive um you know shot in the
3: arm but uh we'll, we'll Ooh, see what i'm happens. telling you when, i would i got you should have seen me yeah last night we were done recording the trophy room and kyle's like you should check your twitter because Shuhei Yoshida and uh, and the creative uh, director yeah. over at, at Blue bluepoint is to keep teasing demon souls shu especially what are you doing shuhei what are you doing to my heart here anybody who's a soul I, fan i, you know what? Or isn't I don't this think this would, games existence i don't think he would hyper. do it
0: just for you know to 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 poke fun i i think that it could be cuz they've been working on this for quite know. some time now, again, I, if it is great, no, no, you know, everyone's going to be excited. I'm gonna again, another game I'm buying, no questions asked. But uh, tech East Texas Alex, a good friend of the show. In fact, he's been a uh, part of this program for many many years since I started. Uh, first of all, welcome East Te- Texas Alex. Thank you for the final super chat. And he says, It's good to be here. Some honesty and positively, uh, positive thoughts in a time when negativity seems louder than ever. You, you know what? That's a great point. And a very good friend of the show, as a matter of fact, a very great friend of the community who uh I had a chance to use one of his tweets as a topic on Monday evenings. A VJ, you were there for that. Uh nano polymath drops a very outrageous and generous $20 super chat says, hey brother boom, cannot stay. Just wanted to stop by and say thanks again for all you're doing for the community and the love that you've shown. It means a lot truly. Keep up the great work. You rock. Hashtag Gamers Voice. Well, thank you so much for that awesome compliment, but more importantly, thank you for your generosity. Now, folks, listen, before I get into bits and bytes, uh, real quick, this is going to take 30 seconds of of your time. Um, Thanks to the uh, many voices in this community that have been asking and calling for this podcast, along with every episode or video that I do. Is now available pretty much on every podcast service you could possibly imagine. I got approved for iTunes, for Google Music, for Spotify. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm on a few other smaller ones. If you want to listen to the show and YouTube is somehow burning your battery out and it's costing you money to keep it on, because that's one of the things they don't let you to do unless you pay. Uh, you can find this show. I, I upload it immediately after the show uploads to YouTube. Uh, it's, it takes about maybe. Fifteen or twenty minutes after the show is done, before it gets onto the podcast service of your choice, but it is there for you to listen if you can't listen live. But let's get into these massive topics. If I can just
3: interrupt, yeah, yeah, come on in. I'll drop the link in the chat in just a sec. Uh, Please, please, please. When I drop the link, it's to Booms Apple Podcast. Uh, Go subscribe there. After you're subscribed, make sure, make sure that you drop that five star review on apple podcasts because it really 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 does help the show grow so there you go that's all well th- thank you for that
0: i definitely appreciate it so, again i i, I would have forgot to say that so joe thank you for of course the save but let's get into one or one of two bits and bytes again a new a new segment to each and every show there's smaller topics that in itself would would not garner a, a topic, a full topic on, a, a, you know, a live podcast, but uh, but is important enough to garner a conversation. So the first one is this: um, Xbox tweeted out something, and they also posted it on uh, uh, YouTube, of all places, and it was a bit perplexing. I have a theory. I, I have a, a really interesting theory, and it said simply this. Uh, we said it on Twitter, and we'll say it again, meaning on YouTube. Mentally, we are here. And it's a black screen with, that simply says holiday 2020. Now, a lot of people were like perplexed by this. They're like scratching their head. We don't understand. This is cryptic. So here's my uh, opinion on it. First of all, it's extremely vague. But it's also thought-provoking. And I think that's what they were going for. And in my opinion... I think what this is telling the community in a nutshell is that they are prepared for launch with the Series X, and all systems are go. I believe they're going to have more than enough. I talked about it last week. I had gotten a message, a private message from someone that has uh, that I've used before as a source. They sent me a conversation from China, where it was someone speaking Chinese, which I obviously can't read, and someone speaking obviously English that I could read, and again, this is unverified, folks, so uh, take it with a grain of salt, but this is what was sent to me. Apparently, Microsoft paid extra to make sure that the Xbox Series X, and potentially S, is done. And according to this source's information, the picture that was sent to me, as it stands right now, for every two and a half Xbox Series X, PlayStation is making one. So they may have more consoles available, and I say may, grain of salt. Than PlayStation, but again, we will not know this until obviously launch time. Uh, but what again? What this cryptic uh, message tells me is, I believe that they're prepared. I think that they. I, I think the rumor is true that they've been. They started producing these consoles in April. I think we almost have evidence of that and I think that um, it is going to they're going to be ready if you want an Xbox Series X more more specifically uh, potentially an S I believe they're going to be available but let's let's go to the panel and I'll start with our special guest Indy what were your thoughts on this cryptic
2: tweet.
1: Well, it's definitely cryptic. Um, it's it's a very confusing one, and it's uh, one you can draw so many different opinions from. I feel um, it's good to draw the positive one for sure, but I uh, feel like I confuse. I am very confused by it because if you read it, you can read it as um, mentally we are here. Um which is reassuring people don't worry mentally we're on track kind of thing or it could be you could take it um mentally we are here and then there's sort of with a caveat to it but you know what i mean if they don't they don't say but but there you could there's a, vo- a feel to the Quote that sort of feels like they might be saying mentally we are here. It's but if they said it with their voice, it would be easier to understand. Yes. Sometimes you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but it's kind of um confusing. I'd like to think they're reassuring people and they're saying that mentally we are here, we're you know, aligning everything. Don't worry, there's events coming, you know, we're lining up for um holiday. Obviously, they've said holiday 2020, so they are putting that in clear black and white there. Um I mean yeah i i would I, I think they probably are on track with this it's um it's just, i think it's a reassure if i had to say i thought i would go it's reassuring people and they are saying that you know mentally we're, we're, we're <laughs> mentally we're sound i was gonna say then <laughs> that sounds a little bit dodgy uh, but yes yeah, so i think they're reassuring people we are on track um because they have been so quiet that is the problem i think is that um Mm -hmm. it's been just gone completely radio silent and um everyone's just wondering and when you don't hear anything you start You know, you start to worry, sure. Yeah, you start to worry for sure. You start thinking all kinds of crazy things. It's like when you're, (laughs) if you maybe you're an adult or your child's gone missing, you're thinking crazy stuff. They might just be playing (laughs) with their friend or whatever. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's kind of you just worry, Matt, you wonder what's going on. It could be, it could be all, all good and they're lining up. They might be quiet because they're actually putting everything into place and they're just focusing. Do you know what I mean? It might be as simple as that. Um, So, you know, just I think is again it's having patience and it's a bit it's a tough time for everyone uh they I'm sure they are aligning everything up um for um everything to come through and it'll be an announcement sometime soon that we'll um, hear more obviously but yeah I know that wasn't a clear answer but I kind of feel like it's a confusing one to give a clear one on but yeah, I hope that helped what I just said.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, listen, it, dude, it it, it it really, to be honest and to be fair, it it's hard to make high or low of it because it's it, yeah. it's cryptic, it's it's not spoken, it's written. And again, it leaves a lot of room for speculation. Uh Zemi, I want to go to you next on this because you might have a different theory than us. Look, mm-hmm. you can everyone could understand it. Uh, you know, when the champ gets uh, you know, uh, hit and he's staggered, some people are like, well, maybe they don't have it anymore. And you know, at at some point again, not in console sales, but just in market share. Uh, you know, accountability in the last six months prior to the July 23rd show, Microsoft was riding high, man. They were they were up in the clouds and everything was going great, and it was it was unicorns and rainbows all day long, and they got staggered by the by the um, the outcry of the of disappointment from the fans regarding Halo. I think it took them by surprise. It shouldn't have, in my opinion, because I think we all saw the same thing. But it seems as if they're staggered now. Now again, like Andy just said, they're quiet. Now it could be they're quiet because they don't have anything to say right now. But there is going to be a point in September that we're going to need to know some things. What 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 are, what are your thoughts on this very cryptic uh,
2: tweet? <laughs> well, let me say this: I'm not really a fan of the wording of this tweet. Right? I, I think you could have taken one sentence out, and you would have still had the same exact message that they're that that i believe they're trying to communicate uh but i but once again you know with with tweets like this i think it's best just to look at it as you know the most simple answer is probably what they were after and i think that this is just a reminder that xbox is doing what they need to do uh to plan you know the release of the xbox series x and and make sure that everything's ready for holiday of 2020. i i think that that is 100 the intention of this tweet However, that second sentence, you know, mentally we are here. I, I I, really do not like that. I think that the wording of that is confusing. I think it can be misinterpreted. For instance, you know, mentally we are here, you know, um, where are you physically? Is it, the, you know, does, <laughs> yeah. this, does this mean that you're, that you're only thinking about your, that you're still planning and thinking about the release of uh, the Xbox Series X and holiday of 2020, that you're not actually physically ready for it. You see how that's misleading. Right, you know, right. that's that's the problem that I have with this tweet. And and, and it, and it kind of sucks that Xbox didn't see this, uh, especially, you know, and we're going to be talking about this later on. But, you know, where where their uh, where their tweet talking about the Japanese event was so great at leveling the expectations and proper messaging of what to expect. Right. It's mm. just kind of a shame that they had to add in that second sentence that, you know, we are mentally here. Uh, because that's the part that is misleading. If you take that out, I think, I think, you know, uh, everything gets a lot clearer. Um, but but ultimately, at, at the end of the day, I, I I think it is, you know, the most simple answer is that they are just telling fans that they are still alive that you know, you may have not heard from us in, in, in a couple of months or a couple of weeks, but we're still alive, things are still happening. And we're still planning on doing a 2020 release.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and I agree. I would agree with that. I, I, again, I'm my glass is usually half full, folks. Right? I, I'm the half full kind of a gamer, and rather than half empty, <laughs> and, and that's how I feel. I feel that without saying too much on what they're going to do. They're just letting the fans know that, that don't worry about the, the rumors of not enough consoles. Because you remember, the, the, of course, the internet went crazy. They only made 850 non-carbon uh, the Xbox Series Xs. That means they're not ready. And it was completely taken out of context. Yeah. It just was, again, ridiculous. You know, let me go to Joe on this. Joe, this this is... Uh, one of those tweets that when you look at it, if you are a positive person like I am, you can say, well, they're telling us without saying too much that, listen, we're ready and the holiday is going to be great. Xbox is going to be great. You, you're going to get your console. But yeah. some people who may think otherwise will have a negative take on this. What is your take?
3: So for me, um, this is ju- it's just a simple like social media trend that's happening and that's what they're hopping off of. So like, there's like a, uh, like a couple brands out there and and influencers that are going like mentally here and like they're on the beach or something like that. Right. Because 2020 is kind of a shit show. So yeah, that, that's kind of what they're, they're trying to say is like, Hey, we know it's been a rough week mentally though. We're trying to be here, which is like getting the excitement back. Um, So to me, it's just a simple, like social media thing. I'm not thinking a lot into it. Um, it's just, to me, it's just like, mentally, we're all enjoying good video games right now. Yeah. It's kind of what they're going for. Also, it is reassuring uh, to yeah. people that are excited for your brand that they're still going to come out with this console because the the it's been rough on Xbox the past few weeks. There's no denying that. So, right. like, see, seeing them double down on holiday 2020 might be that reassurance that some people definitely need right now. So that's, that's it for me. I don't think it's, there's, there's nothing too much to read in here. It's just like social media guy. Yeah, no, no, there. no. Well, yeah.
0: coming from a uh, from a uh, marketing kind of a mentality, I, I definitely appreciate the opinion. Uh, and, and closing out this small uh, topic to open up the show, VJ, you know, coming from somewhere of someone that uh, has seen video games not just as a game uh, video game player, not you know, and, and console owner, but from 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 both sides of, of of the marketing aspect through retail and being behind the camera in some of the development aspects. What, what are your thoughts on this particular? tweet
4: um i'm kind of aligning with zemi (laughs) on this one uh when i when i saw it it felt to me like it was uh jumping the gun um now xbox may be sort of focused on something mentally but personally i would have preferred an earlier date that we the fans can mentally focus on because it kind of feels like we're being left out a date where answers and we've talked about this on, on the last few shows where answers are provided for our lingering questions. And I think that's, to me, why this tweet didn't seem to me to be wise or, or, or intelligent. It's, to me, it felt like a, a kind of a disconnect um, it's as if Xbox were like scrambling in the dark to find something to say, and ended up posting this cryptic message. Uh, as an ardent Xbox fan, I'm just talking for myself, and everyone can have their own opinion. Um, this seemed to me like the dangling of a almost invisible carrot, so to speak. For me, it's just further evidence. Uh, and you know, you know where my thoughts lie, lie on this: is Phil needs a better team around him. In in recent mm. months, for me at least, Booty and Greenberg have shown they're not always at the races.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't. I cannot argue uh, any of what you said. I I, I agree with you, and I actually, I, I I hearing you say it for a second time makes ag- makes me agree more. I think Phil might need uh, a change. Uh, you know, in, in certain aspects, I'm not going to say who needs to go. It's not my position to, to even suggest such a thing. But I, VJ, to be honest with you, I agree. I, I think that maybe he needs some better people. Around him,
3: I'll do I, it. Kyle from accounting at Xbox, you're out. <laughs> there you go. You're out.
0: You're out. <laughs> Sorry, but at least he's going to keep his benefits for at least six, sixty days. So that's good. We know. We know that's good. Okay. Uh, yeah. What I want to do is I want to move on to the second small topic. Um, and it's it shouldn't come off as a surprise. Uh, more leakage from Microsoft when it comes when it uh, when it comes to the Xbox Series S, the console that exists but doesn't really exist because it has leaked again and it has found its way. Into a gamer's hands. Now, not the console. Don't get crazy. The console isn't at his hands. But what's in his hands is an official insert that came with a new controller. So let, let me bring that up on the screen so everyone can see exactly what Mr. Boomstick is talking about. First of all, the uh, uh, the the this I pulled the story from Windows Central, but I actually saw it on Twitter. And uh, the uh, keen-eyed user from Twitter, known as Brendan, a bravery bent Brendan on Twitter, had this to say. He says, "I got a new controller for my Xbox since mine was broken." Interestingly enough, the Game Pass Ultimate trial code sheet mentions the unannounced Xbox Series S. It's definitely a thing. So I know it's a little hard to see on the screen what he's talking about. So I have another picture that I in, uh, blew up. And you can see where I have I have it uh, boxed out in, of course, Xbox Green. And it clearly says, Games On, Xbox Series X slash S. And it has the Xbox One as well as Windows 10, meaning that you can use this controller for these systems. You also can use the Game Pass code for these systems. Holy matrimony. Again, not the biggest topic, but my God, when are we going to see this particular console that we know exists? Now, again, a part of this very small, um, uh, You know, bit a bite and bits kind of a segment. We do have some word from Clobriel who talked about, uh, he actually was answering someone's uh question. And as a matter of fact, he says that we're going to see and hear something uh, way sooner than the Tokyo game show. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that means that it could, like, like, like we've heard from Tim Dog potentially the week of the 13th which mm-hmm. is next week uh so i'm interested to and i'll go to zemi for zemi listen this console exists we've mm-hmm. seen mock-ups of it we've seen controllers we've seen um every, and of course now this latest information basically it's on print it's on an actual pamphlet that's Microsoft logos all over the place it came with the controller and it says the series s that means that i believe that this console is weeks away from being announced when do you think they're going to just let the cat out of the bag
2: lies all lies this is not evidence whenever they show us the series s we're all (laughs) going to be surprised none of us is going to have seen it coming it's going to be amazing i don't know um (laughs) like we we know the series s is 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 a thing i mean like we we really a lot of us have kind of already known this since like the very first word of lockhart you know uh what like how i mean Mm. like a year ago a year and a half ago how long has that been right it's been it's been it's been a while dude yeah yeah, so you know, I I mean, and whenever they release the Xbox Series X, we knew that there was going to have to be an S that goes with it. I mean, it just follows their name scheme, right? So we know that this console exists. We know it's going to come out now. When they showcase it, I have no idea. You know, maybe maybe it releases this year, maybe it releases next year. I have no idea. Um, but hopefully we see it sooner than later because you know, with the current world climate, there's a lot of people that definitely need a cheaper. Uh, console to get into this generation. Um, maybe hopefully there's an event on the 13th and, and or, or the week of the 13th and, and we see it, man.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm hoping that we're going to see this, uh, much sooner than later. Uh, and for, and again, at this event that, you know, which is, it has been, uh, dubbed as the hardware and services event, I would imagine, again, this is me just speculating that this is going to be probably the most important, uh, I don't know, conference, uh, show, 90-minute, one-hour show that Microsoft could do in 2020. And it's because it's going to have uh, the release date, uh, the official release date, the official pre-order date, the price of the console, and finally... Uh, what this console looks like. And, and of course, I would imagine we're going to get some gameplay on the mm-hmm. Series X with some of some, some potentially some of the newer games, some of your older games that are going to be uh, enhanced when the console launches. And uh, with everything I just said, I think it is going to be a tremendously important. Um, Uh, conference for them regardless of whether or not it's done in 60 minutes or 90 minutes and i think maybe that's why they've been so quiet because they're preparing this monster show which i believe Mm -hmm. again is is super super important for the brand uh joe i'll go to you next on this uh obviously coming from a marketing point of view uh we know that this console exists we have proof of it oh i don't think anyone's actually seen it what i'm hoping it looks like is that white little square box that looks like a game i hope that's what it looks like i really do Um, who knows though? Who don't who knows? When do you think we're actually gonna see
2: this?
3: Ah, That's the question, isn't it? Everybody's got their leaks, everybody's got their sources, everybody doesn't know, and that's the thing is is man. I'm it just amazes me. Of neither console. We're in September, like I, I think. I share the feelings with a lot of gamers out there where it's just like just, just tell me the price. Just rip the band-aid off. Like there's no there's no way around it. Just 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 please do it. Uh I get it. These these boxes are going to be expensive. Just stop playing chicken. And I yeah. think the, the thing that's frustrating me is that both Xbox and PlayStation have been totally guilty of really just holding back all these like summer announcements because they're playing chicken with each other because they don't want to show each other's prices or what games they have or don't have. Um, And, and all these, all these, you know, developers, publishers out there, are aggravated. I i could I could no
0: listen, I have been gaming and I've talked about this a hundred times for from so many years, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, obviously, when you're young, your parents buy your your, your consoles. I mean, that's just yeah. a standard fare. But when you get older, right? When you get older and you have a job and you, you know, you pay your insurance and you pay your cell phone all by yourself and you have rent and all that, you have mm-hmm. to prepare for these launches. That's and in the history of me buying games. And when I tell you, I go all in. Like when I when I bought the Dreamcast, first of all, I imported the first, it cost me $1,500 for the first Dreamcast. I got it a year before America because I got it from uh, Japan. Uh, but when I got the American version, <clears throat> 99 dollars in this country, I bought two memory cards, two extra yep. controllers, and every launch game. And I've done that since like the GameCube days. Every console I bought. The entire launch lineup, all the peripherals. Like for Sony, they're they're going to get two. They're they're going to get fifteen, (laughs) fifteen, sixteen, seven hundred dollars from me because I get the console. I'm getting the disc one because I don't want to paint myself into a corner. I'm buying an extra controller, the charger, the the headset, the camera. I want everything to match, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I agree with you. I I think that as a retailer, you gotta be like really feeling the pressure because at this point we have never seen in history them take this long
3: to make these announcements and that's why i definitely feel like part of it is them not playing chicken with each other the other part is what what you know COVID has done to their game plan yeah uh it's totally thrown out the window i think xbox at the moment is definitely at least from what we're seeing outside looking in, more affected by it than than Sony because of what we've seen with, with Halo. So like, you know, seeing the, the S packaging, it's not like we I, I can act surprised at this point, right? Like it's it's we've known this for a while now, right? Like what well the first time we saw we were talking about the logo was like what like back in like April or March. Like it's been a known quantity. It's it's something that obviously because of these packs packaging in general they couldn't stop this train so obviously they they had this planned to release this 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 console or reveal it rather you know at least a month or two ago and that's why all these packaging we're we're hearing in June that they were
0: gonna announce this
3: yes and so seeing seeing that the packaging out there I understand because a part of part of that marketing stuff part of the you printing all that stuff, printing presses um, that that's months in advance. And once it starts, you cannot stop it whatsoever. So yeah, yeah, it's, I want it to be, I want it to be next week. I think it probably will be because we've seen the videos showcase. So they're probably like, Hey, next week we'll probably have uh, the oxygen back in the room after their reveal. And then they'll probably hopefully go first. Because honestly, at this point, I will give way more respect to the company that goes first than second. Um, and and hopefully the price is, um, you know, it's good. Listen again. <laughs> I'm all prepared uh, for $500. You
0: know, real yeah, quick, BJ, before I get to you, let, let me uh, catch up with some new super chats. First of all, Sin Vendetta, once again, shows outstanding generosity. And what he says is exactly what Joe was just talking about. He says, look, Microsoft and Sony, real talk. He's using your line. Oh, I yeah. currently have fifteen hundred dollars, and it's not for an RTX three ninety or thirty ninety. Why won't you <laughs> g- let me give you my money? Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Blake, please. He is he is a hundred percent right in saying so. We also yeah. have uh, face twenty three BK and Y just a very generous five dollars super chat, and he says Xbox Live just raised the price. For their yearly subscription, which just came back on their site in a number of countries' thoughts. You know what, dude? I I have no thoughts because I didn't even know that happened. So before I can comment on it, I got to read the articles. But thank you for the information. I will go hunt that down. And if it's worthy of a conversation, we will be talking about it on tomorrow's Breakfast with Boom, which, of course, our special guest is going to be none other. Then Slow Mo Backslap, a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of the community. Uh, It's going to be a great show. We have JD Gamer drops not one, but two outstanding and very generous $5 Super Chats. And the first one, he says this, without WB, MS has a problem, and it still needs to be solved. Soon they need a headline headline grabber, something that puts them in the spotlight in a good way. You're absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about that because obviously it's in the title. What what do they do next? And I and I have I have a suspicion that we're going to have a good answer for that. We have JD Gamer once again, another final super chat. He says, so if they were willing to spend four billion. They need to still spend it on companies like From Software, Techland, Asobo, IO Interactive, and People Can Fly. Some of those picks, I, you, you're going to see. You're going to be very, very surprised <laughs> by what I have to say. We have DJ Birdo, DOS drops a very generous $2 super chat and says this. I use my, oh my God, I, I, I still got my Dreamcast somewhere in the house. Dude, let me tell you something. I have in my collection a Japanese version of the Dreamcast. I have the black American version and I have 86 games, dude, and some of which are worth tons of loot because most of them are Japanese imports. So I have just think about this for a second. Every SNK and Capcom game ever released in the history of that console I have it, dude. Just imagine that. Even the even the hard to find Street Fighter II release on the Dreamcast, I have that, and that was online only. Oh, by the way, uh, but you know what, VJ, so, you, 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 you you see this leak happen again and again. It, it this is you, you, I don't even know how you control this leak because like like Joe was saying, this stuff is printed six months ago. Yep. so the s is real and this is now the second or third time i mean we've actually uh, randall thor a very good friend of the community but also a good friend of this show said that he talked to someone that actually saw what it looks like so it's real (laughs) when are they going to give us the goods
4: i think um the time for teasing the um Xbox audience or even the PS5 audiences, that's long gone. I think they just need to start taking sensible and time and trusted methods uh, going forward. Uh, I don't mean to sound really boring, but <laughs> but I think it's just time to be sensible now. And I think I, I would roll out the S reveal at the same time that they are planning to tie up all the loose ends surrounding the series. Yes. And yeah. this would, in one fell swoop, in my opinion, just my opinion, clearly communicate both consoles what the options are in a clear and precise manner to consumers. And, and in doing so, and this is key, and in doing so, avoid any confusions, uh, confusion going forward. It's, it's hard enough launching one system, let alone two. And I'm not saying I know when they're launching. I'm just We're just speculating that they're coming out at the same time. Just as Apple do, uh, when they announce something, I don't know, I'm not familiar with Apple, but, but an iPhone 11 and the Pro version at the same time, it goes down a tree. Yeah. Everybody understands, they yeah. you know what they're doing. But... I hope you don't mind, Boom. Um, I just want to take this on a sl- off on a slight tangent, if that's okay. Sure, go,
0: go right ahead, brother. This is a okay. conversational podcast. Go crazy.
4: I know we're focusing on, on the Xbox Series X and the S reveal, but there's something that's been irritating me a little bit. Xbox should be definitely be talking about another important facet uh, um, in the Xbox arsenal, and I'm referring to the Xbox All uh, Access service. To my mind, it's the most sensible long-term play, it's the gateway drug that Xbox has up its sleeve. PlayStation owners, I know, I mean, you can see all the ranting and raving. They have an eye on the Series X. And regardless of what they say on Twitter, regardless of what the media sometimes say in the press, and to my mind, Xbox has opened up the door for dual console ownership and an unprecedented... Yes, right? yeah, great point. Think about the families that we're, that were going to miss out on a new system altogether due to the social and economic conditions that we're currently Uh, experiencing, right? They can get one now, right? And this all dovetails into Phil's ethos of no one left behind and everyone is welcome. Even if through the all access program, the Series S, let's just assume it's $400 over 24 months, that's $17 a month, and you get Game Pass Ultimate included, get consumers to understand that they can effectively Own a brand new technology console for approximately $40. Whether we believe it, debate it, or saying, oh, that's just semantics, that's irrelevant. Because the private discussions that I've been having with financially tight families, and we all know who they are, we've all got them, we've all having those phone calls in private. With Christmas fast approaching, so many of them are still totally unaware of this great option.
0: Well, I mean, I like I, I think that what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. And when and and again, I and I've said this about Phil. I think that some people misunderstand his his ideology at times because I think that he, being the leader of of Xbox, has the plan in his head. He knows where he's going to take the brand. Sometimes, as fans, we are impatient and we don't understand. And I think that what what is going to come into a major factor uh, in this holiday season with the Xbox brand, and, and in particular, nothing to do with Sony, completely Xbox only, is exactly what uh, Vijay just said, is having this program where if you want to get into the next generation, right, you can do it for an affordable price. And I think that I'm I'm talking about the big boy, which we believe is going to be $500. Also, with that said, you can also take into account where if if, and again, the original rumor that came out about the Series S is that it was going to be exactly half of the price of the Series X. Now, in 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 Rainbowland, where I like to live sometimes because it's always happy and go lucky there, the Series X launches at 400 bucks. That's not going to happen, but that would be the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, kick in the gut, if you will, to Sony, because they can't they can't release their big boy at that. They could probably potentially release the uh, the uh, digital only version. Sure. I believe that's what that's going to be. But that means that would make the Series S one ninety nine ninety nine. And that is a value proposition, unlike anything that has ever been done before. But how I think it's going to play out is five hundred two fifty. But even two fifty for a next gen console that's more powerful than any hardware that's currently available for the home console is saying a lot, and it's exciting. And and again, like VJ said, and like I've been banging this drum, I believe that this generation is going to bring in more dual console uh, homes than ever before. But uh, indie gamer, when you see this leak, and again, this is probably the third time this has happened. I know that Microsoft must be dying not to say anything because obviously you know they have plans. They have they have plans. They have commitments they have to keep up with. When do you think it, 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 they're going to actually let us know, or basically let the cat out of the bag that this
1: this console exists and just get on with it? As soon as possible would be great. <laughs> but um, I mean like obviously I everyone knows it. I think that is conclusive pretty much with, with seeing these kind of um, leaks. Uh, where it's actually printed on a game pass um code it's it's just it's obvious that the S is coming um but i mean the the thing the thing is uh, um xbox and you know microsoft as a well, whole they just have need to have more confidence in my opinion um yes. they've they've done amazingly well You know, they've got an amazing box, they've got, you know, technology, they're doing awesome in in a lot of ways now, but the marketing is definitely lacking and the confidence is not there in in that area. Um, Like, all they have to do is step up and just confidently put down, this is what it can do. They need to show... they need to show the yield of the con- of what the console can do they don't need you know, we know what's going to be in the box but no one can really translate that well some people can but most people can't translate that into what the actual yield of what it will look like on a on a, on a screen this is what your game is going to look like people want it just it needs to be spelled out to people um, you know blatantly that this is what you're going you're going to be getting out of the Series X if you go for that option and uh, you know the series s as well i think that's definitely happening but um i wonder whether it's later i think it'll be better if they went they did a simultaneous release to get uh, both i agree absolutely for definite because they can then pitch that as, as that lower option and they may be able to get like you said get a, a one-up on um, sony that way um if they're you know thinking competitively uh, as the price points i've probably i think it's gonna be 500 300 as the x that's the what, s, I, as a
0: matter of fact that's exactly what uh cp uh, in the chat just said. Oh. He says, "Boom!" I just don't think that they will go that low. I really believe that we're looking more like two ninety nine and five ninety nine. Okay, yeah, I, I,
2: I agree yeah. with that. I one hundred percent agree. With My that. God, I think, I think look, the Series look, X is going to be six hundred.
0: I don't think they can. I, I think it's a death sentence. And I and I say that for Sony too. I, I don't mm-hmm. think, regardless of what games you have in the current world crisis, that you. I mean, if you want to put the smaller console at three nine at at two ninety nine, I hear you. If you want to put the big boy at $599, even though it's worth every penny. Again, folks, yep. these consoles are giving a 2080 Ti a run for its money, right? Like, it could walk into the uh, into, into the lunch yard, punch it in the face, and take its lunch and eat it right in front of it. <laughs> that's, yeah. how con- that's how good these consoles are going to be, specifically Certainly. the Series X. I mean, we know it's more powerful yeah. than, the, than, than the PlayStation, so... It, it it could logistically do that.
1: They kind well, of did the um thing. $599, they were
0: five ninety nine though. Indeed, I,
2: I think all access is, would yeah. really help that that six hundred dollar uh, that six hundred dollar price tag. You you are right, and You're of right course, the time, majority of people would probably opt in not getting that, and they would opt into getting the Series S at at three hundred. And three hundred is a amazingly competitive price. I mean, think about this: the Switch released at three hundred, and look how well the Switch did. Yeah, now, yeah. of course, that's not the only reason why it did good, but I mean, it's it's definitely a contributing factor, nonetheless.
0: Yeah,
1: nope. yeah. No. Um, I was going to say um, when they released the Xbox um, Xbox One X, they did a they did probably I don't know I felt like they did a little bit better at showing. I know it's maybe the time will come, but they they did a good job of showing sort of like the visuals of what you'd be getting. Better that is what we need is we need to see that uh, that upgrade in visual clarity. I mean, I'm talking more of us as, as a community of gamers here because I, as you know, I love my indie games. Um, but you know that will open up a whole other world for indie games as well, and uh, yes. I'm sure we'll see an advance in indie games as well in the next um generation. And you'll find that smaller teams are making much you know unbelievably good looking and advanced looking indie games as well but yeah i mean in general um you know just i would love to see them just have some more confidence in in themselves um they do a lot right and they just sort of fail at that last step where they're putting it out to the world and just um it's like i'd love to just see them just come out and not worry about being first just go for it and yeah. say to everyone look this is what it's going to be you know look like at olympic we've got the most powerful console in the x so you know it's a great thing it doesn't matter whether playstation what they're going to do don't worry about it too much yeah. uh, because we've got this and you know then just go from there kind of thing.
3: And I like that approach way more of just like listen, you said PlayStation isn't your competition. You said it's yeah. Amazon and Google. Prove it. Just put put out the console. Like exactly. Like, let's see it, yeah.
0: You know? Yep. Yeah. No, I mean it, it, again, everyone has some really great points. Again, two smaller topics to open up the show. We're going to get into the weeds, so to speak for the remainder of the show. We still got a lot a lot to go. So, folks, strap in and get ready. Uh, but before I catch, uh, we start uh, topic number three. Let me just get two more Super Chats. that came in from our very good and generous friend, JD Gamer. The first one says, Everyone talking about MS has no launch games, but Scorn and the Medium look like they will be great exclusives to me. Get ready, dude, because you're going to love this next topic. And he drops another $5 Super Chat and says, I think most... Retail chains require a six-week head start on marketing and price. So based on expected launch day rumors, Sony can reveal price a week later. Yeah, it, it's possible. It, it, it definitely mm-hmm. is. But let, let's move into uh, the next topic. And this is this one is going to be a little uh, thought-provoking. Now, I'll say this. One of the funniest things, and at times frustrating things about social media, is how short people's memories can be. Now, whether that be on purpose or not is up for debate, though I would suspect the latter. Now, when the PlayStation 4 launched in 2013, the lineup was anemic, to say the least, and it included Killzone, Shadowfall, Knack, and, of course, the highly-reviewed and rated Resogun, which was, of course, an indie title. They also had Pool Nation and The Playroom, along with a ton of third-party games that were available on the xbox as well now it was very clear that they released at a disadvantage and used third party to bolster their lineup now let's let's turn let's turn the focus to microsoft and with the halo infinite delay and of course we're all upset about that there are many detractors of the xbox platform that have said publicly that the already the launch of the Series X slash S is a failure. I would 1,000% disagree. As a matter of fact, based on the uh, list that I have assembled that we're going to talk about in a second, I think I have proven that not only can it be successful, but I think it could be deemed a better launch than the PlayStation even with Miles Morales, and here's why. These this list that I, I've compiled and you can say, well, boom, how did you get this information? Well, it took a long it took a couple of hours worth of research to kind of put this together for this one topic. You know, I, I went and pulled stuff from IGN, from GameSpot. I pulled stuff from Gaming Bolt. Uh, I pulled stuff from Windows Central. And the list that I have been able to come up with has uh, a, um, a, a ton of titles that, again, folks, I want you to understand this. Potentially can be a part of the microsoft launch now i don't know if they're going to launch day one or in that window but i'm going to read this launch list list i'm going to immediately go to the indie gamer which is why he's even here because obviously this is right up his alley but more and more specifically if they released this holiday with these games in my opinion and again we don't know what sony's going to do other than spider-man Oh, obviously, which is going to be great. Bug snacks, which is going to be great for some kids, (laughs) and of course, later on in 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 either February. So much (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I'm buying bug snacks. I'm going to get it for me and my nephew. We're going to play it together. Mm. I said it. That's it. It's out in the open. I'm buying bug snacks. Fine,
3: whatever.
0: (laughs) Um, but that We also have oh Canada, yeah, we have Ratchet and Clank potentially coming. Either I want, I, I don't think it's January. I th- I think you're going to get February, March. I th- me personally, I think it's we're going to get it in April. If I'm a betting kind of a dude, that's just my opinion. I I say April for that, and that's fine. But listen to this list that I've come up with, and again, every title on this list has said this next to it: either holiday, 2020, or. It's uh, you know uh, launch window or of course launch day, like the Falconeer. That may not be up your alley, but dude, that is something I'm super stoked. I, I I've already pre ordered it, and I guess yep. I'm getting the disc version because it has day one on it. Comes with some stickers, oh nerdy stuff but that's launch day. So here here's my here here's the list that I've come up with that I again I'll say this if it if this list launch list is what the X series X releases with we as gamers are going to be in for a real treat. 12 minutes. Zemi, this is one of your titles that you have been dying to play. Oh yeah. It looks fantastic. Uh, the voice cast is re- ridiculous mm. it's narrated by who is that me william
2: defoe william
0: <laughs> defoe <laughs> oh. and he has a great voice when it comes to gaming i think so we got 12 minutes now call of the sea maybe it's not your bag but someone's gonna like this game and it looks, looks awesome. very very similar to of course of thieves so sign me up even though i'm not a fan of of thieves per se
3: Pirate Legend. Do- I I know you are.
0: Yeah, you are a pirate pirate legend. You and uh, Luke, of course. Who you say is not a real gamer, by the way. He's not. (laughs) Oh, so I have Crossfire X here. Now, Crossfire X is coming, and even though I'm mad at Remedy, I'm mad at them. I'm mad at them for their $40 shenanigans. (laughs) I think this is going to be really, really big, uh, and I think it's going to, based on what we've seen, give Call of Duty a run for its money. Again, Mm. yeah, I understand it's Call of Duty, but Crossfire X is a new IP, even though it was in, obviously in Asia for many, many years. They've never had a single-player campaign. Remedy knows how to tell a single-player story. I'm just interested to see how they handle that from going from strictly third-person to first-person. But that's a big one as well. Now, this is a little bit of a smaller title. Maybe not important to anyone on this panel or even to anybody in the chat. But it's going to be important to me and Mrs. Boom because we play games together. Tetris Effect looks freaking awesome. And I actually have that. For my PlayStation VR, and I know what it looks like, and I've played it. But I can now sit on the couch with Mrs. Boom, and she is she. When I tell you she is a master puzzle solver, my God, she would she would she would give Sherlock Holmes a run for his money. Uh, so of course we have Tetris Effect. Now the next one is I think is going to be not only a big hit, but for single player. I think the multiplayer aspect, which is what Xbox is known for is going to be big the ascent top down Mm -hmm. diablo meets cyberpunk holy shit sign me up that's going in the game past day one i can't wait right also a remake and this is coming out for the playstation as well from what i understand but still an important game the remake of observer now yeah and it looks indie my god it looks fantastic and Ruggahauer. One of my favorite actors, split second, one of my favorite sci-fi films of all time. If you've never seen it, go rent that film. It is unbelievably great. So, of course, yep. you have The Medium next. Oh, we're talking horror. Now, I know Zemi, he's lining up at the door to be the first one to get a signed <laughs> copy for The Medium. But that no. game looks great, and it's, going to, <laughs> and it's going to show the power of the Series X because it's going to be dual- uh, you know, um, gameplay. We've never seen that before, right? Okay, so what else do we have? We have the Falconeer which I just talked about. Falconeer looks dope. As a matter of fact, it is exactly what you would want from like a Crimson Sky kind of a game except with Falcons, right? Tunic. We talked about this uh, in the it, yep. it, it, it may not be there, but the game is slated for 2020 potentially uh, based on what I was able to pull holiday 2020 tunic is going to be the indie darling of 2020 from based on the gameplay that i've seen my god if you love zelda the old school zelda this is for you it looks amazing right so you have another game called recompile okay low low on the list for some people very high on the list for boom for tell you the truth (laughs) okay so here's another one planet coaster a lot of people like planet coaster that's dumb maybe (laughs) for you but there's someone in this chat, someone on this panel, like, you know what? I like roller coasters. I don't like them in real life, but I would love to scare the shit out of people who play my <laughs> game because, you know, you can design <laughs> your own your own rides. Of course, they have another game called Paradise Lost. Again, oh, yeah. looks absolutely amazing. Coming it's out in like holiday 2020. And the yeah. last one, which was just confirmed to be a Series X exclusive that was originally... A PlayStation 5 exclusive and and is coming out at launch for the Series X. Martha is Dead the Lake looks fantastic. Another game that Zemi will be playing at midnight with headphones in the dark. And we're going to be recording it, by the way. And last, certainly not least, another one that is, again... Small on the list for some, but I think has potential for big gains, and that is Haven. Haven's another one. Look it up on YouTube. Watch the trailer. So, so, so I'm going to go to the only uh, game
1: that's um, that's the only game that's been shown on Series X so far. It actually has been shown on the Series X, (laughs) matter of fact. So, Andy, let's go to you first. Okay, so
0: right away you hear the 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 excitement in my voice because obviously the Series X is releasing, and these games, and it's a stout list in my opinion, even though they're indies
1: still yep.
0: could raise the x to be the better launch what are
1: your thoughts on this dude well i think you know my thoughts are going to be um all in the positives on this one <laughs> but um yeah there's a ton of great, great games i mean the fact the the triple a's obviously have um firstly just quick so the triple a's obviously had a lot of problem this year functioning because they work in big teams and you know in big offices and things like that so obviously they have been really up against it but for indie studios small small teams who some work from home and stuff like that anyway it's been business as usual pretty much so uh they are going to be coming through uh, as they would have done anyway and cracking on like I, I spoke to the developer of a game called uh, Song of Iron um, he I had an interview with him on my channel um, he's making a game with Song of Iron which was in the recent um, pre-show to the Xbox game showcase and, and asked him has it affected you this whole thing and he said no like like, like I just said it's been business as usual basically so um, you know that's the advantage of being you know dynamic and independent and stuff like that mm-hmm. you can just crack on with um with it. it's just you know it's been a terrible time for a big studio so there obviously a lot of delays going to come out of that and it's going to be the right the time for indies to really carry it through and maybe get a moment to shine as well thank you your, that's
0: uh, a great you know what indeed thank you for saying that because if someone in the chat just said i believe it's here uh um so, uh, b b b william uh, the wild uh wild beast says these games are not making a splash anywhere. Well, I, I I disagree with you 100% because if you are a Sony player, you were rah-rah-rah and cheering in 2013 when all Sony had. Cuz you got to remember, Sony scoffed at the at the indie community in the 360 yep. PS3 era. They didn't mm-hmm. want to inv- have them come on to the console. Let, let's be let, let's keep it real folks. You you want to yeah. come on this show and you want to you want to put your opinion out there. Let's go 100. Okay, Uh, Sony did not have, at least for the first two and three years, very good games coming out for their console. They depended heavily on the indie scene. They dropped the indie scene very quickly towards the end of the PlayStation 4's uh, lifespan when they had their bigger games coming out. So I disagree with you, 100, but I think you're wrong. I think that exactly what Indy just said would be correct because there's no Halo, right? And there's no massive... A triple A, you know, uh, Microsoft game, and, and and you know, shame on them. That's that, I'm not giving them an excuse, but that all right, gives yeah. all of these smaller
3: titles and the a chance to breathe. It definitely well, also, does. Also, if I could just hop in and say, uh, how do you know? Like, real talk, how did any of us know that Fall Guys would be as huge as it is right now? It's a chibi little, like, jelly bean game that that nobody really <laughs> gave a shit about in July. Well, was
1: it, we featured uh, it on the Indie Games podcast before it came out, so we knew. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I you knew
3: it, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, people <laughs> but, like me, like... We, like,
1: we hoped, but, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like,
3: for, for me who, like, I'm not an indie person whatsoever, like, having this game capture my attention and capture, like, hundreds of thousands of people's attention on twitch like it be it's a phenomenon
1: and no, I don't think people saw that coming. Is what I, I'm trying to get at. It's like definitely, yeah, no, I did. They, I didn't. No one saw the map the, the the scale of it blowing up yeah. like this. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But like we, I did see it as a. It could had so much potential. If you see what I mean. Yeah. And it, it was good that people got behind it and everything. And you know, the PlayStation Plus thing really helped. I'm sure as well, and things like that, which was great. Uh, but it was a unique concept as well. Isn't that? That's why it worked so well. Is so. No, it's the sort of idea that was no one, no one else had done really so i think that's why it's done so well for guys but the other thing is so many people have a perception about indie games where they're like okay that's an indie game that's not my thing i'm only going for the graphics i'm going for the big visuals i'm going for the big guy the big um you know the the basically the the triple a bangers as as boom would say um but it's such a shame because there's so many indie games um that have You know, so much innovation. These days triple A games have become a little bit stale, in my opinion, because they like people like Ubisoft will re-churn out the same sort of um the same like cookie cutter sort of game with a new skin over it each time and they don't reinvent it and things like that. I feel like the innovation is is lacking in AAA. Uh yeah. obviously there's some definitely some great AAA games like Doom Eternal this year and stuff like that. Um but personally I feel like the innovation and the risk taking is taking place in the indie games um market and you Absolutely. know I think People should be more open to it. They should, and if as well, just treat it as games. Games are games. It shouldn't yes. be like categorized that oh, I'm not going to ca- take on that. You know, game. There's some clever. There's some really clever things going on in the in indie games. Sorry, I've sort of gone off on a side thing. No, but no, no, no absolutely. I'm well, I mean, no, no. In it, general, it, to be to be
0: honest, there indie. I mean, listen, I, I, I there, there are going to be some detractors to this. There are going to be people in this chat right now that say, with just a second, boom, are you saying that it's okay for Microsoft to have failed having a a, a major first party? And I'm going to tell you, no, I'm not making excuses. They know they effed up. There's no doubt about it. They put all their eggs in one basket for Halo. And you know how I know that's, that's a confirmed fact? Because we all thought that we were going to get You know, 19 first party games when the console launched and Phil said it on the interview that they want to move everything out of the way to give Halo room to breathe. So he thought in his mindset that Halo was going to be ready. Well, guess what? It's not ready. So we've all accepted that. We're we're not going to keep beating the horse. It's not ready. And you know what? Good on them for delaying it because now they have one of the original Halo creators running the ship there. So guess what? We have to move on we have to depend on indie titles which i'm okay with and major third part so let's let's let, let me let, let me just in the i'll let you come come back in but let me just throw this out totally. there to the chat okay on top of my list that i, I could be 100 percent wrong and if so be it whatever that's fine i know for an absolute fact call of the sea is going to be there crossfire x tetris effect the Ascent. I know that Martha dead is Martha uh, Martha is dead. I also know that, of course, the Falcony and the medium are going to be there. Now the other ones. I could there's, be 50 you 50, know, right? We don't know. some
1: more. I can add to your list if you like. There's one game called The uh, it's called Last Stop, and that's been in a lot of the, the uh, last Xbox stop
0: is another one. Yes,
1: that's another one. The Artful Escape as well. You've probably seen that one. It's a, like a rock opera kind of like psychedelic mm. kind of looking game. Mm. You would have seen the Artful Escape in a lot of the idea Xbox reels. Um, that and Sable as well. That's probably going to be next year. I've put a little list down here. Like I said, Song of Iron, XO one uh, Shredder's one looks reached, good, XO one looks really looked good like it's like a a flying game where you sort of it's it's more of like a uh the vibe of the feeling of the um uh just a sort of like relaxing kind of game if you see what i mean yeah Um, but there's a ton more i could uh, one big game i just want to shout out as well is unto the end which is a fantastic looking game and that is i'm going to say that is definitely going to come this year probably um within the next few months probably around that release window unto the end is a really great i've played the demo of it it's fantastic really great um It's like side-on, kind of like like a um, Nordic kind of feeling, Viking game, but it's just really well done. Yes. You probably will know that one. The combat's done so well. It's got such a nice weight to it. You have to think about blocking and uh, tactical as well, and it just feels so great to play. I would recommend looking up Unto the End, yeah. But sorry, I cut (laughs) cut you off.
0: That's quite a right. I mean, that's why I'm glad you were part of today's show. But listen, folks, listen to this. On top of what I think is coming, and I believe that I'm 100% right on uh, almost every one of these games, with your Series X, which is going to be the best place to play, right? Because it's the most powerful and most capable console of the two releasing. End of story, no questions asked. You're going to be able to play Gears Tactics, which is coming in holiday, yeah. which that's going to re- release Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Destiny 2 with the new DLC Beyond Light, which is in Game Pass, uh, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon in Game Pass, and Watchdog Legions. So what is wrong with the Xbox releasing and depending on third-party and indies the same way Sony did? There's nothing wrong with it. And if you are a detractor for this, you are a fraud. I'm going to call you right out. I'm going to say you're a fraud because if you are banging your Sony drum, turn back your memory dial. Remember when your, when your console launched in 2013, it was bare bones for the first three years. And again, we're not getting into console war talk. We're getting into reality talk. So what I want to go to do is Zemi. I want to go to you next on this. Sure. Again, you like myself, like the indie gamer, like many people in this chat, we appreciate the smaller games. It doesn't have to have a $50 million budget to be an, an incredible game. Uh, and, and I think that Microsoft, they, yes, did they drop the ball? Did they step on their own D? Sure. Okay, Halo's not there. We, we understand it. But all of these other games are. You're gonna, and you're going to have at least 40 games that are going to get advancements that you might have missed out or in your backlog. This is a big win for Microsoft. What are your thoughts, dude?
2: Um, you know you know, like I said in 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 last week's podcast at, at a at a very similar topic, but but also very different, is I don't believe that launch titles really are that important to, you know, Xbox's success as as they are with the PlayStation success, right? Um, i I just don't see launch titles as being that that super, super huge mm-hmm. important thing that needs to happen on Xbox, right? For me personally, as a gamer, all I care about is that whenever I plug up my Xbox Series X later on this holiday, that I will be able to turn that on. And guess what? Play games. Right. right. Like, I don't care when the games necessarily came out. Right. I mean, I could play Mafia on my on my Series X and I'd be happy. I could play uh, third party games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um cyberpunk whatever and i'm gonna be perfectly perfectly happy you know the the fact that halo isn't coming out it 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 does not kill me right i mean sure am i a little disappointed that i want to play halo yeah i mean who who well you know well there's probably people who didn't want to play halo but but you know I'm sure everyone here kind of wanted to play Halo, right? And it's yes. not gonna happen, right? It just it for one reason, for the other, it, it's just not gonna happen. But that doesn't mean that there are no games that are gonna be coming out. Now, you know, the reality of this is, you know, is PlayStation's quote-unquote launch titles better than xbox's launch titles absolutely they are um you know which which of course you could say is definitely very subjective but i will say this playstation's launch titles are going to have more mass appeal than any of these indie games will more than likely you know more than likely unless something goes i guess you know like viral or whatever like gaming viral or whatever one of these indie games just absolutely pops off like fall guys Mm. has (laughs) You know, PlayStation has a better, you know, launch uh, or I guess launch games. But for me personally, as a gamer, I'm not buying an Xbox Series X this holiday for for their launch lineup. I'm buying it, you know, to to invest in the ecosystem, to invest into the platform. And, and, and more than anything, because I want to play all of these games that are coming out that we do know are coming out the best that they can be. Right. But I but I'm also really, really excited about all of the future games that Xbox has told us about. You know, we know Halo will be coming to Xbox. That's why I'm buying an Xbox. Right. We know Fable's coming. We know um, there is going to be, uh, you know, someday a Gear 6. avowed looks absolutely incredible. And and so I'm buying my console because I want to invest in the ecosystem. I want to be ready for whenever these games do drop, I can play them. And in the meantime, I will just play third party games because those are perfectly fine. And you know, and and in all fairness, you know, my my backlog is already still overflowing, right? Like there is no lack of games. Like I don't need new games, you know, in, in any way, in any situation, I don't need new games. Now I'm super happy that all these new games are coming out this year. But I, I would still be fine playing the ones that I currently have that I never played before. Like I, I don't know where I'm going to have time to play Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, uh, you Mafia. know, uh, Call of Duty, Mafia, yeah. all of these games. I don't even know where I'm going to have the time to play these dang games, right? So, like, why <laughs> am I so upset that... Xbox doesn't have a better launch lineup than PlayStation, right? I, I, I just don't, I don't care. And I, I really honestly do not think it is that important for Xbox to have a better launch lineup. They have other things that, that, that are going to interest consumers. Uh, for instance, xCloud, for instance, uh, Game Pass. These are, these are their selling points, not necessarily their launch lineup, right? They're not going to win on launch lineup, but they will win, you know, on, 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 on services like Game Pass.
0: Yeah. No I mean you you're 100% right I I love the way you, you 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 certainly focused it on it being more important than just one Miles Morales or 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 or, or one Bug Snacks or or one obviously and again it gives Sony a lot of credit they 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 set themselves up great sure but with that said I still think that because Microsoft is going to have the power because microsoft has the services they have the core value they have game pass they have x cloud they have the payment uh, plan where you don't have to pay up front for your console they have a lot of things going and i think it's going to be a big win for team uh xbox no doubt about that Uh, let me go to um vj next on this but vj let me just catch up on some of these super chats because there's been quite a few of them gamer by choice drops are very generous $10 $10 Super Chat and says, Sony needs PlayStation 5 more than Xbox needs Series X because the Series X games are cross-generational. I see Xbox waiting for Sony to go first. In my opinion, great strategy. I think that they are going to wait. And I think that what they're attempting to do is cut uh, cut their legs out from underneath them do, by price. And I, even if that's $50, I think they're going to do it. We have Reggie Mobile 9 who drops an outstanding and very generous $5 super chat. And he's, oh, would you go, Reggie? Hold on a second. Let me just. This chat is flying by. I love that everyone's having such a great conversation. He says, Great show, guys. Phil said Sony wasn't their competition. Yes. However, that's not what the public believes, and I agree with you there. So he still has to hold the, his cards close, and I believe that is why we haven't heard anything, and that's why we're all frustrated a little bit because we want to know what they're doing. A very good and generous friend of the show, Bounty Boom drops an outstanding final super chances. I think we have a few surprises coming because of Halo not releasing, and that is possible. And I, I honestly believe that. JD Gamer, once again, Shows his outstanding generosity. He drops a five dollar super chat and says, "If I were Microsoft, I would be sending as much dev help as I could towards the medium scorn. Martha. Increase their marketing budget to double A levels for launch. Yes, I think they. I think they have to do that. That's a great point because." They need to push these games because obviously they're going to need them because some of their big bangers are not available and won't be available to way past uh, the beginning of next year. Bounty Boom drops an outstanding additional. Final Super Chat and says, questions for everyone. What would you rather, Halo releasing, not done, or The Last of Us releasing again, and you have to pay for the upgrade? I would rather them delay it uh you again we go back to miyamoto from nintendo you know obviously a delay uh, a rushed game or a broken game is always going to be bad and uh, you know and again i'm paraphrasing uh you know a delayed game could be eventually good and i agree with that jd gamer once again chosen his generosity with an additional finals, which i says question for the panel what if there was a third xbox it was the ultimate version with an unbelievable specs like two, uh, 22 teraflops and 32 gigs of RAM, two terabytes SSD at 699 then I would buy it. I'm going to be honest with you, but I don't think that they would uh, – really, I, I think they're going to keep the, the, the two-system skew in my opinion, same as Sony, and I think they're going to have – the better system in power and the cheaper system in price. I think that's how they're going to combat Sony face BK or face 23 BK and Y dress another, uh, with $5 it says you banging your Xbox drum, but Microsoft is treating PC gamers better than their console gamers, uh, with flight simulator gears, tactics and age of empire on PC. Yeah. Listen, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Would it, would it not have been great to be able to have gears tactics already sure but we're getting it for the series x launch would it have been smart of microsoft to have um uh, flight simulator ready for the x launch 100 and in regards to the rts that's really pc now should it be on xbox absolutely but again I have so much to play that I'm not going to harp on the disappointment of those three particular titles. I'm just going to accept what it is. Now, some people might say, well, boom, you're just accepting what they're throwing you like scraps. No, I wouldn't say that because I have Game Pass and I have a shit ton to play on a monthly basis. And I feel like as a as an Xbox supporter, I'm getting my value for my dollar. Microsoft is getting my money, and I feel like they're giving me more than what I'm paying. So I, in the end, regardless of whether it's a double A, single A, triple A, indie, I win. You know, I mean that's just my opinion. But VJ. When you hear these titles, again, some small, some medium AA, and then you hear them those being surrounded by some big AAA third-party games, again, the same strategy Mm -hmm. that worked for PlayStation in 2013 seems to be the strategy of Microsoft in 2020. I think it's a winning strategy, but what do you think?
4: Um, I've got a fair bit to say, Boom, and um, I think – especially for the detractors, trying to give, give give them an argument as well. But let's let's just start at the beginning and just cut me off if I start to get boring. Um, if at the launch of the Xbox, uh, indie games receive the limelight, from my education in recent times from indie gamer and many others in the community, you've got to say it's well-deserved and about time. Um, can we expect indie games to lead the charge entirely on their own? Um, I think Xbox should be doing more. Maybe they are. But um, I think what we need to look at is what's the role of the indie games at launch. And it definitely killed the narrative of no games. There's something for everyone, and there are more games than you can consume. There's no doubt. I mean, just the ones that yeah. indie off. I mean, there's just so many. Over in overall, though, for me, indie games are a crucial and captivating string to Xbox's blow, but to the Xbox bow. And, and I think they're doing a really good good job with that. I've got some um, observations as well regarding the indie thing. For me personally, coming into it, it's been a fantastic time to discover these games. Um, and for for me, definitely, they're going to continue to rise in prominence. And and definitely weeks uh, over the weeks and months that are going to come by. Um, not everyone has got 12 hours to sit through um a single player game or even 50 hours you know in an open world game it's but i think what what people have to also understand it doesn't make you any less of a gamer if you don't have the time right you can still be passionate about that hobby but the third thing i want to mention is that you've got ID Xbox making huge strides right compared to sony and, and others right game pass allows you access to many of these games right and with X, X, uh, X Cloud coming online, it, it sort of, in my mind, completes a, a kind of a trifecta of being able to pick up and play easy content on your new Xbox or Series X or S, but also on the move, right? But um, I think it goes even deeper than that, right? We've discussed the games and everything, but I just want to sort of mention the people that are kind of behind this, and I've learned a lot of this from from indie gamers. So sorry if I'm, I'm repeating, but some of the stuff he says is, is quite important. So. The indie scene is, is important to gamers and if everybody. And if anybody says it's not, then uh, quite frankly, they don't know what they're talking about. It's fast becoming uh, a kind of a magical place to discover like charming and new experiences. And it really takes me back to the nineties when uh, you'd sort of like anticipate, you know, and really anticipate a newly released Japanese video game import and the excitement was in not quite knowing what you're about to experience. And I love those days, right, compared to now when leaks are happening left, right and center and you know it and it kind of, kind of spoils it, right? Um, the advancements in the technology uh, provide a fantastic canvas for for individuals or small teams of like-minded creators to go away and develop, great, develop games, take risks, more free more freely with no one really sort of h- imposing heavy terms on them the biggest agony for any creator in my experience is and it doesn't i'm not talking about just game developers i'm talking about any creator in any walk of life whether you like i don't know uh, building playing with dolls or origami right it's to suppress um, your artistic nature it's not yeah. being able to express yourself it's just it becomes almost like a sort of unrequited love Indie Gamer made a really valid point on his video last Saturday, and um, he said something, and I'm paraphrasing, and Indie, you can step in and correct me if you want. But <laughs> uh, AAA devs are taking a step back uh, to make indie games. I would actually go further and say that they are being incredibly brave and taking a, their best step forward. And I said on last Thursday's show, uh, Boom, if you remember, that AAA gaming is incredibly punishing it doesn't matter what studio you're at great talent then ends up leaving the game industry never to return the point that i'm trying to make here is that with the tech with these games with id xbox they've got now they've got a way to return if they want them and us as gamers and the detractors have got to welcome them back and support them in summary it's it's about experienced devs new talent and heartfelt experiences that the indie game that the indie game scene is conjuring up right now in front of our eyes, right? Gaming experiences that no mainstream publisher would entertain, but ID Xbox does. And on a final point, I just want to be really, really clear. I'm not saying that AAA game creators don't try to express their intentions from their heart, but they are restricted given the size of the teams that they're in. And Breath of the Wild, uh, in terms of creativity, and it evokes that in spades, right? So.
0: That's
4: yeah. anyway. So I just wanted to give a balanced response to everything that
0: I've been hearing. So No, no. Uh, once again, once again, absolutely fantastic point. Yeah, well said indeed. Real quick, I just want to address somebody in the chat. We have Christian A uh, saying, uh, so now the narrative is – there are too many games already. No, we don't do narratives on this show. <laughs> I cannot a narrative. I hate when people say narratives. Yes, I find it to be just plain silly. And again, Christian, thanks for being here. But I, I have to, I have to call you out because you're, you're, you're implying that we're somehow wiping uh the bottom of phil spencer and making excuses for him for shitting on the floor that's not what we're doing what we're saying is that we're saying what, you shit on the floor well, what right what i'm saying is yeah. that the, the we, we've already admitted that they might have put all their eggs in one basket i i don't know how much more uh, admittance you want but that's all you're going to get uh in regards to what do you do now is exactly what we're talking about what does microsoft do now well They're going to do what I hope they do, pull Sony, which worked for Sony in 2013. And if I recall, someone that I still listen to, uh, Colin Moriarty, you know him. He used to be, of course, with Greg Miller, right? He publicly destroyed Sony for releasing Knack and Killzone. Those are crap games. But what did he do? He rallied around Housemark, who made, of course... The indie game that everyone touted as the best PlayStation 4 launch game in Resogun. Ha- House Mark, great company. It- it's amazing how they haven't been bought up by Sony yet. So well, you just wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, again, <laughs> potentially they're, they're, they're gonna add them from what I understand. But again, they're not there yet. But my point is that Sony launched with a very light list. And and, and hold on just a second there, Johnny Cat. Okay, just because you know about Bug Snacks and Miles Morales, what else are you expecting? Because we were talking about Demon Souls, I don't think it's going to be there. If it is great, but that is the reason why they signed Godfall as an exclusive. That's the why they were going to knocking on everyone's door. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Basically, throwing money until something stick to lock up exclusives. You think they did that because they wanted to step on the toes of uh, Phil Spencer, or could it potentially mean that? Their first-party lineup isn't as stout as some people are giving it credit for. I think it's the latter for sure. Their first—they're just their first-party games are just not ready. Same as Microsoft. So what are they going to do? They're going to buy a couple of uh, exclusives, spend that money. They're going to release a couple of their first-party stuff, which are going to be great, and they're going to depend heavily on indie titles. The same thing. So, listen, if you're going to fling uh, mud in this in this arena, make sure, get ready because you're going to get mud thrown on you as well. Uh, but you know what? Let me go to Joe. Joe, obviously, yeah. you you are our, our PlayStation representative, uh-huh. and uh, you can you you can account the 2013 launch that had Knack, Killzone, Resogun. And it yeah. depended on, it had DC, it had uh, it had the pool game. It had the DC <laughs> online universe that was available on the PS3. Uh, yeah. and it had a lot of, re, uh, Warframe was another one that was on, uh, there at launch. Not the most stout launch list, but they st- still did well because they had the power. They had a couple more pixels, right? Mm-hmm. And they had, mm-hmm. more
3: importantly, the price. that had $100. Well, message. I think most importantly, the success out of the PlayStation 4, for me, was it was an Xbox. I think when Xbox shot themselves in the foot that E3, a lot of people just remembered. Right. And, well,
0: it was, it was and, a, that's certainly the the messaging? A and lot of factors. Horrendous. Yeah,
3: and I think I think that really gave yeah. a lot of credence for PlayStation to succeed early on. But I think what you're saying as well is indie games were huge. Like it wasn't really until 2015. Where we got the game of the generation, which is Bloodborne, right? It took a little <laughs> time to get there. Um, so when when if it mattered, let's let's talk about if it actually mattered. Yes. Xbox, they they rallied around Halo, they wanted this thing to be the Breath of the Wild moment, you know, of like, yeah, look, we have these smaller experiences, they're not gonna sell the consoles as much as Halo right? It's what's getting the butts in the seats. Usually, you know, the, the, the movie that's winning best picture is not also the one that made the most money. Right. So when I take a look at, you know, what's selling a system as so much as I love Indies, it's not any of the games mentioned. it is Halo
0: And you know something, you're not wrong for saying that because yeah. the bottom line is people were buying
3: the console for Halo. That's the truth. Yeah. That's what a lot of people, especially myself, were hoping and looking forward to, and having that launch, you know, is it is what it is right now. Yeah, is it the best launch ever? Absolutely not. Is it the worst launch ever? Don't know yet because honestly, we don't know any for both PlayStation and Xbox. You know we know, still don't know the concrete the truth, what is way. actually <laughs> you know holiday. What what's that? I said it's gross that we don't know anything, Joe. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and that's the thing is, like, like listen, whoever is talking smack before, in, in a week from now, they could tell you, hey, the only game we got on PS5 is snacks All right, now what's the narrative there? So to me, if launch all launches really mattered in terms of like, oh my God, this is the killer app. We need to go get this console. Yes, uh, Xbox is in a very vicarious position. Correct. But the actuality of things is most people are bu- not buying the console on day 1 most people are not it's the hardcore audience look i've seen polls out already right whether you're an xbox guy we'll just we'll just give the xbox perspective here for a sec you i've seen polls what what console are you buying from like more xbox enthusiast uh, press out there and we haven't we've we haven't even seen gameplay right? Like, like only from one game, right? Haven? And already it's like 60-30, we're, we're going to buy an Xbox. So people are already on board. Right, these Consoles, regardless of what's coming out or what's not, are going to sell and are going to sell out both Xbox and PlayStation. Their first, second, third, fourth, fifth shipments will all sell out. Gaming is more popular it's ever been. People are stuck in their houses like never before. Yep. These consoles, regardless what is on them, are going to sell like hotcakes. That's just the simple, you know, you know, that that it's just that simple. Well, <laughs> it's, it's the truth of the word. matter. is really there what it is. You know, that's the word I wanted to say. So yeah, like theoretically, if PlayStation has Ratchet, they have Demon Souls, they have Spider Man. For me, that's the best game <laughs> damn watch I could ever think of. That's awesome. I'm those three games. That's that's my preference of video game. That's that, that that's why i'm a playstation gamer so bam i'm gonna have my butt is in that seat for those three games but if you're an xbox fan you know i, I saw the comment earlier of like it, xbox has been cheating pc players better than xbox players it's like guys it's not about xbox or pc anymore it's not about console versus pc it's about the xbox ecosystem Right ecosystem. We tout this, right? We brag about it of, Hey, I could bring my game over to PC. I could play it on my phone. This is it. So it doesn't matter. It does not matter what's on PC or on, on Xbox, who's treating who quote unquote better. If you're in the Xbox ecosystem, all of these things are wins because most of those indie games that we're talking about may not be a system seller for me, but you know what they're going to probably be bundled with Game Pass, yes, sir. That's right. The console is 500, 600, doesn't matter. It's going to be bundled with at least a month or two of Game Pass uh, with it. And having that, hey, play our whole previous lineup, play these enhanced uh, titles, play these indie games all for the low, low price of free for your first two months. That's going to get people who are invested in the ecosystem in and enjoying the product, yes. Xbox threw all their eggs in the in the Halo basket. Unfortunately, that's not the that's not coming. And I get it. I'm as disappointed as anybody. Yes, you are. And you're, big, you're a
0: huge Halo fan. For for God's sake, we don't know Joe. I'm a
3: big fan, but a huge uh, fan. Know, I'm a fan nonetheless. So <laughs> like, you know it, it it sucks for me, and I'm waiting. And guess what, gang? We can wait when the console comes out too. It's it's whatever. So like to me it's like yeah if you're disappointed you have the full right to be disappointed if if what you're seeing is not uh, is is not is speaking to you hold out wait for it it's fine um but like seeing some of some of the voices of like it, it, it's not a xbox versus playstation if i believe what phil spencer is saying they're they're playing their own game so to me, I'm just saying as as a gamer, I'm just like, okay, so right now this console isn't for me and I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to have a Twitter rant on it. <laughs> I'm not going to post a mean YouTube video about it. Call a Phil Spencer a jerk. It's just like, no, nah, all right, going to wait till Halo's out there. Now, if you're an Xbox fan and all those indie games speak to you, like Ascent looks freaking dope. Medium looks really great. That's a, that's an awesome get, and hopefully, yes, they throw all that money behind these smaller teams now to get those games out there. Um, then go ahead, enjoy them. It's going to be a fine launch, but at the end of the day, you know, launches don't matter. They really don't. There are there are few exceptions. But when you take a look at like barren ass launches, like the switch, the switch is still super popular. Yep. The switch is still selling out like hotcakes and you know, what's really popular there. Indie games, games that are also on game pass. And I see some Xbox people double dipping on, on, on the switch just because it's there. Yeah. That console still doing great with indies. Xbox yep. can do great with indies as well. Harkening back to the age of arcade. So don't, just shit on it, just just because you want to. I get the disappointment. Disappoint- you can you can voice it, but let's try to be constructive here, gang. Because I'm I'm very I'm very much tired of the of the narrative. Like, well, Xbox has to suck at one thing, so therefore, at PlayStation's great. Vice versa, because like seeing it over the weekend of 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 just bringing it to PlayStation for just a second of like people. Freaking out that like PlayStation exclusives are heading to PC and oh. how they're abandoning their ecosystem or whatever. Oh my god, yeah, I saw <laughs> it was that. ridiculous.
0: It is, and that's the thing, it's, uh... it, it, it's so closed minded and so. Uh, and that's
3: what we're dealing with. It's it's, it's uh, no words for it. It's closed mindedness. It's yeah. like saying, Oh, Hey, more people get to enjoy this game. I enjoyed. That's great. <laughs> it's like, no, they're, they're shooting on everything I believe in. It's like, no, they're not. They're trying to make money and more people are going to buy it. That wouldn't care for a console. See, same with seeing what we we're having here with Xbox. We're like, yeah, Gears of war or, uh, or Gears tactics probably be holiday. Who knows with, with, uh, with, um, Airplane Simulator, did I say it right? No, Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator. <laughs> flight <laughs> <Airplane. plane. laughs> hey, airplane like, simulator. <laughs> those games are great, regardless what platform they came out first, because in the ecosystem, that is Xbox. So whether the game comes out a few months after its original release, um, you're still playing it for $9.99. And I think yep. that's what we all miss, is like, yeah, I'm not going to kid you here, gang. I look at what... What's there at launch and go, all right? I'm gonna wait. And that is totally fine. And 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 if you're looking at some of the launch titles, going, Man, I can't wait to play the medium. I need to play it right now. Go ahead, go out there, buy the Xbox. Like it's just it's just that simple. But at the end of the day, as well, we don't know still what these consoles are actually launching with. And even if Ratchet and Clank is slated for March or April, whatever launch window it is. That game's gonna probably still get delayed. So let's not kid ourselves here. Just yeah. because companies say one thing doesn't mean the other's gonna happen. Well, not the, gonna the, happen. One, the one thing
0: I appreciate about Insomniac is that I mean I think we can all attest to this. They have never released a bad product. Like yeah. I well, that's not true. There was that four was player that? shooter game that was uh it's, oh.
3: it, it's so bad. I remember, I remember that fused. I remember fused. that. Yeah, yeah. They, they was, talked, uh, I think it was on it was bad the old game informer. They talked a lot of (laughs) (laughs) shit, was Okay, so they had one bad
0: product. But when it comes to their main IPs, they've never released a bad one. And they're not afraid of a delay. But what I'd like to do, I want to kind of just move this uh, to the next topic. But before I do, let me just thank Kay Asante with the outstanding and very generous $10 Super Chat. And says, folks need to recalibrate their thinking on this. Even though you can't compare a console to a 380. The, only, uh, the, the one way that they do compare is the uh, is there's an upgrade. No one in, on the video is asking for first party games. I mean, that's very true. And we also have a, a, a $1 super chat coming in from Ball, B408 Yeet. Thank you for being here. Super appreciate that. And more importantly, thank you for the generosity because obviously we not, we're not owed nothing. But let's move on to topic, probably the final topic of the show. And I think this is going to be a good one. And I may have to come out and say, boom, was wrong. Uh, And I have no problem doing that. I've talked about that before. AT&T apparently has removed its Warner Brothers video game business from the list of non-core assets up for sale, uh, deciding it was too valuable to unload during its effort to pay down debt and streamline, according to people familiar with the situation. And in a story that I pulled from Bloomberg.com, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment has attracted interest from several major companies that, of course, include uh, Microsoft, as well as 2K Games, Activision, and, of course, EA, which those three we do not want them getting. And thankfully they're not going to because they're not selling now this decision to abandon the sale uh which which according to the bloomberg article is still subject to change came amid a turnover in senior leadership at AT at&t and in july chief operating officer or coo john stankey took over as chief executive officer after randall stevenson left the role uh and he was and now is now the chairman Uh, a few factors may also have influenced at ts retreat from the sale process and among some of those uh, p- uh, potential um, contribu- uh, contributors if you will is uh, Harry Potter uh, the game that I know Zemi cannot wait to talk about write about read about and more importantly play when it's a, a, you know officially released but you also have quite a bit of other big titles that are will be money makers and again in my opinion, I think that what could have turned the tide in regards to sale are a couple of factors. One, maybe $4 billion was too much of a steep price for anyone, even including Microsoft, and they just could not come to, you know, come to grips on selling it for less. And maybe that's why people walked away from the table. So of course they had to take their ball and go home. Or And this is this is where I actually think what happened is the fan feedback from both uh, 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 Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad. They received a tremendous amount of positive um, uh, comments, obviously, on all social media. Everyone was buzzing about the two games from WB Montreal and, of course, Rocksteady. But you also got to take into account that Mortal Kombat 12 is currently in early development, from what we understand. The planned DLC that includes Ash from the Evil Dead should be dropping, hopefully, soon, maybe even next year. Uh, We also have the new LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, that's releasing in October. And that is going to sell a ton of copies because, A, it's LEGO, and B, it's Star Wars, And of course, we cannot, and I said it in the beginning, and I'll say it again, the new Harry Potter RPG has the potential that when that game launches to be one of the biggest games to launch potentially next year because it's Harry Potter and it's an RPG. So my question, my question to the chat, my question to the esteemed panel is, Where does Microsoft go next? Because for me, I thought this was a done deal, and of course, I was mistaken. And that's fine. No problem there. But they are moving forward with Game Pass. They need more than indie titles. They need more in there, especially because we're going to be waiting a couple of years for some of their bigger first parties. It would be, I I think it would do them justice if they added some muscle to their first parties party or xgs lineup and my three picks are i think they're they're kind of no-brainers first of all a sobo is an automatic after flight simulators 93 meta if you don't sign these team at this team then you're a boob i'll tell you that right now and uh, people can fly is another one i think that has the chops to uh really uh, take an old franchise that Microsoft has, or a potentially new IP, and hit the ground running and make an amazing game. And my third pick is uh, one again, not of a bit, of, not, not a bit of a head scratcher, but one I believe that it should be on the on the buy list is Techland. Uh, we know mm-hmm. what they bring to the table, and again, I think they would be a real showstopper for xgs especially if they had the microsoft money uh zemi games i want to go to you next you know obviously this story comes across as that at&t is just going to hold on to their uh their IP uh, you know their their studios and that makes sense for them because all of the games that i talked about they're going to be making some big bucks on for you personally where does microsoft go to uh you know beef up that list of xgs uh, studios
2: who would you like to see them sign Da, 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 da. oh man i love harry potter i cannot I, i'm actually shocked by this topic how how you mentioned harry potter not once but twice there you go <laughs> I, mean, I, I did it for you, a by the way for this I podcast for i'm so you. proud of you i'm so <laughs> thank you thank you um but yeah anyway so uh, as for my three picks i i definitely have to go with a sobo studio i'm uh i'm a little upset with you boom uh for for taking that from taking that away from me um <laughs> but uh but i'm actually going to choose a sobo for a different reason of course there is flight simulator which um i haven't played but looks to be amazing has been reviewed very very well but there is another game called a plague tale uh plague tale. Ah,
0: excellent you one of your favorite yeah, games That year. was
2: my game <laughs> of the year for 2019 and it was such a good game if you guys have not played it i believe it's still on game pass play it, it is yeah um really really good game i mean super talented studio so a Sobo Studio for sure is the first one. Uh, my second one is actually CI Games. Uh, first off, because they are a small studio, and we know that Xbox likes acquiring small studios for some reason, uh, and they are known for Lords of the Fallen and Sniper Ghost Warrior. Uh, you know that series of games, which I think would add a a a, a little bit of something that's somewhat missing uh, from you know the Xbox first party is is, is that first person modern kind of shooter kind of feel. Um, So that's why I chose CI. And I think that they are a very talented developer. And I think that they could do a lot more with more resources financially and just more support. Uh, and then lastly on my list is Wales Interactive, which is a studio that probably very few people that are listening to this podcast know. Uh, but they are a super, super ultra talented studio, one of one of my favorite studios. And they're also... Uh, one of the very few developers that are actively making FMv uh, games which are basically like you're watching a movie and you're just choosing options during that movie and and there's multiple endings and stuff like that uh, and like three of other like more popular games that follow that genre is like the bunker late shift and the complex uh, yeah, fantastic games, and and I really really think that this would be a unique acquisition for Xbox because you know PlayStation doesn't have this, right? Nintendo doesn't have this, Google doesn't have this. Like nobody has like the FMV genre, uh, and I think it would fit in perfectly with uh, with you know like the Xbox game uh, Game Pass um, you know service, uh, and then they've also here recently released another game called Made of Skir or Skier or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a scary game. I'm never going to play it, but it is a first-person <laughs> horror game, and it looks really, really good, and uh, from looking at the reviews on Steam and on the Xbox Store, it looks like a lot of people are really enjoying it. So, I mean, that just shows how talented the studio can be.
0: Nice. Well, those are great picks, and two, one, two of which I didn't even uh, even didn't even consider. Those are really good good picks. Indy, I want to go to you next, because obviously because of your ties to the indie scene, and because you understand the struggles of how difficult it can be to make a game especially on an indie budget for you who would you like to see microsoft add considering that wb has now been moved off of the table
1: okay so i'm gonna go down a different like a bit more of a like obviously like you expected an indie scene sort of like right, they're going to be massive publishers because i feel that microsoft got like to go like Jeremy said they like to go for smaller studios um this is why i did personally sorry to disagree with you, but i did, didn't think they were going to pick up wb because they are too big and it would have just been not true to their form um <laughs> i feel like they go for up and comers if you see what i mean um so that's why i've got a couple on here which um one of them you might be expecting but the first one is image and form games uh, i don't know if you are familiar with those guys but they they're making the gunk that game that you yes. might well be familiar with yes. um and they are they are the team behind the steam world series so all of the steam world oh, dig SteamWorld game Day, yes yep that's yes. so and the reason i've picked them as well um is because that it seems like they're they're sort of like um they have aspirations to sort of grow it like the the steam world games have been like 2d side on games uh fantastic games i love steam world dig so much fantastic games um but you know they've gone obviously with the gunk they're going a bit more ambitious they're going 3d world um very detailed looks absolutely awesome the gun cover i'm really up for that game that's another game to add to that list from earlier on as well because <laughs> that's coming to xbox and pc um but yeah i feel like the image and form are a really great uh, studio and i think that'd be an awesome pickup um because like i say that i'm thinking from both perspectives as well i'm thinking from xbox and microsoft perspective but i'm also thinking would they want to be acquired because people like moon studios and stuff like that i have a feeling they've been asked to actually sign the deal and they wanted to stay stay independent if you see what i mean and right. um the certain studios would maybe want to stay independent like uh, maybe studio mdhr might have been asked as well mm-hmm. people like that um so that's my first one uh do you want all three at once yep you do i think yeah. <laughs> um, so the second one will be one more level which might be um something from left field for you guys again but uh, they're making ghost runner I don't know if you've seen ghost Runner that game yeah, so yeah. That
0: was- Brace,
1: dude yeah looks awesome that game that's coming out um it says 2020 so hopefully it'll be um 2020 uh, they also made god's trigger as well which is a uh, kind of like um hotline miami top down style game and this is after that was before ghost runner so ghost runners now evolved a lot again so you can see the sort of their growth in the studio ghost runner looks amazing cyberpunk world um you die one hit one kill you sort of slice or you, if you get hit once you die um it's very fast paced um dodging check out ghost run if you it's haven't really it. yeah it does look awesome and i think that'd be a great pick up there polish studio and so is my final pick another polish uh, studio who is Blueber team which is less of a uh, surprise dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah Bluebird team obviously you guys know them they observer they're doing the medium i think that it's kind of more of a no-brainer that last one but yeah they're the three i think would be awesome
0: and i agree i think those are fantastic picks to be honest with you uh let, let's you. go to vj uh vj for you w- with wb being off the table and a lot of people were uh, were thinking that it was just too big of a pickup like indie I mean I, I, I said that it made sense simply because of the, the business proposition that they have uh, for Xbox game Pass and it would have filled a lot of holes and it would have added some clout to games that were uh, potentially already in development that they could come to the system either as exclusives or right into game Pass. But that's fine again. I was wrong on that, and, and and it appears that uh, they're not going with that sale. Who would you like to see join XGS?
4: Uh, boom, am I allowed three or can I talk about <laughs> it more no,
0: deeply? Well, I'm not talking about 17. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll, be quick, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. So,
4: the obvious darling is obviously a sober, so let's just park that for a moment. People can fly, yeah, it's a good studio, but remember, they were acquired. I think, during 2014, 2015 by Epic, and I think they managed to wrangle themselves to become independent again, so I'm not really sure where their heart is. CI Games I know very, very, very well, and it's primarily for young aspiring artists from within Poland and the surrounding neighbouring countries to go there and use it as a stepping stone, either to go to CD Projekt Red or elsewhere. Some unusual suspects that I think that have got a track record and could develop further under Xbox, depending on what microsoft wants to do in those territories you've got Codemasters in the uk you've yeah. got VanillaWare in in japan so underrated and i don't know if you know indiana but i'm really looking forward to 13 sentinels this month you've got nice. power in japan and whether they feel can go there and convince them to let go of from software definitely a possibility mm. it's not their main business mm. speak to gung-ho um, and speak to sudasan and try to acquire a grasshopper manufacturer. And I've got a point to this. I'm coming to this in a second. You've got level five. I know are struggling at the moment, and they have an extremely strong talent pool. My key point here is that Japanese and other studios that have talent but are very but are in a very similar predicament to what Obsidian were. I'm not picking on Obsidian; just using them as an example. Oh yeah, they needed they needed, the, they needed
0: the Microsoft to pick them yeah, up. Yeah,
4: So they needed Microsoft to pick them up because a lot of these studios, are similar to them. The reason why I'm using them as a comparison is because they're hand to mouth now. I know recently people kind of raising their hand oh you're missing the obvious one how about Sega but and its subsidiary you know Atlas and Creative Assembly and all that but the CEO I think it was back in 2004 Satomi-san they were he was running a pachinko slot uh, company in Sammy Corp he bought Sega (laughs) because he was a fan and Sega were in trouble back then so he even changed the name of his company from Sammy Corp to Sega Sammy Corp that that's how much of a sort of a how can I say his shiny buzz, shiny new buzz light year, so to speak? So, so awesome. and then and the, other inter, the other important thing that they can do, and again, it's a bit of an obvious one, is that they could look at the teams that are developing well and doing well and build additional teams within existing studios. Now, I don't have a visa, boom, but am I allowed to step into Speculation Town?
0: <laughs> you are certainly Yeah, absolutely. So okay. Speculation <laughs> loves tourists, so by, by all means, come on in. Okay,
4: okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't want to get kicked out. Um, I me- I mentioned in passing something on Monday which everyone might have missed, but but it was a kind of a tongue in cheek. But the more I thought about it, it might make sense. It, uh, Zenimax has a lot to offer,
0: yes, and, that's it, a big it, one.
4: It dude. needs re- looking at Todd Howe and everything that's going on there, it needs management to step in now. I may have my issues with Xbox in terms of being production-led rather than creatively-led, but right now, they need to be production-led. You've got ID, you've got Arcane Studios, you've got Tango Softworks, yeah. and there's your Japanese studio, boom, the one you've been after, after. and, yep. and then um, Bethesda Softworks, which, yeah, okay, you know, they're, not, they're not always at the top of the tree for everyone. You've got Elder Scrolls coming in a couple of years. Now, it may cost two and a half. I think it was valued at two and a half billion back in 2013. Maybe it's four billion now. I don't know, but Zenimax also have um external investors i think it may be 500 million or maybe more the key point here is that investors at some point are looking for a return so i i don't know if they would be available but that's the one i'd be looking
0: at i mean that that's wow that's 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 monster dude i never even i never, huge, even, yeah. I never right, even considered Zenimax, to be doesn't honest doesn't go
2: a little bit against though like like your whole like mindset of why you didn't want them to acquire wb because Zenimax is a huge yeah. cookie it's to massive. take a bite out of i mean yeah, it, it, it is big
3: from what I, I heard at the beginning of the years that Zen, Zenimax is looking for some type of investment slash buyout. So not totally out of the question for sure. But it the is. What's that? I'm sorry. I said it's the games industry; crazy
4: things happen in it, right? Yeah, sure. yeah.
1: I'd, I'd love it's, them to nab um, id software from if they, if there was ever a a, oh l- a gap in the God. contract, nab a bit of id software for Xbox. That'd be nice. Sure.
0: <laughs> no, again, and, and stranger things have happened. Joe, did we get your opinion on this yet, or no?
3: No, it was swift us
0: Jump to the conversation. Obviously, yeah. WB, uh, you you were kind of on the fence about them buying it. You you, uh, you your your main. Um, I think opinion was you did not want EA 2K or Activision mm-hmm. to get their grubby hands on it. I think sure. we, I think we all could agree with that statement, but yeah. for you, Microsoft, they have 15 studios, right? We yep. know that we've heard the rumors of 20 and 2020. We've also heard that, you know, game pass is going to be their narrative and for good reason. Uh, it's their business model In that business model, you need to continue to add Besides third and second and indie titles, you need to add some more uh, stout uh, games and to add stout games, you need stout developers. Who yeah. do you want to see them
3: add? So first off, I'm going to say what everybody said. Sobo is a no doubt. This is, I think with the praise flight simulator has gotten. And then last year's um, Plague Tale, which was one of my game of the years last year. Um, I think it's a no, it, it's, it's, It's a no doubt whatever business tidings that they have with, I believe, Focus Home that do their, um, that do the publishing on some of their games, whatever contract, once that runs out, Sony, Microsoft, whoever needs to pick this studio up. They are so freaking talented. So go ahead, go pick up a Soba because they're freaking great. Um, That said, uh, I think, I think (laughs) Zemimax would be. A freaking crazy pie in the sky, but that's yeah. not like that. Like they are like you take a look at who they've bought previously, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of the, the arguments I've made about WB was it doesn't fit their portfolio in terms of like what type of developers they're going after. They usually do tend to go after medium-sized double A experiences and then fund them with cash to make a bigger studio more robust studio with it so i think that does have to lead into more the business end of like it's easier to go after these independent studios rather than a bigger organization it's probably cheaper for them as well they get to kind of maybe even dictate the price like they're uh leading the negotiations um so to me um, I, I would definitely love them to go after, yeah, like an image and form type of uh of, of developer. But the one that speaks to me, I think it's already been it's they've already begged would probably be moon or and or mdhr. But those are the pie in the skies because I think their IPs have transcended uh in the the industry in in certain aspects so like mdhr has their own tv show you know they're printing money left and right yeah Uh, moon studios just got picked up by uh private division so like i think those are out of the question but i want to get a little crazy with you yeah because you know what crazy (laughs) the one thing that i love seeing it's whether you're a fanboy of xbox or a fanboy or PlayStation is I do love to see them eat crow. There is no better way for me to get off than to see a fanboy have to admit they're wrong or backpedal in any which form or shape. Um, I would love. They need a Japanese company. Everybody says from software, from software, totally out of the question. These are this is a uh, studios that uh-huh. have have their own publishing brand within Japan, like they are. Huge they're self funded and they are Right now totally fine Um, They have three huge Huge studios within that Corporation so or business So they're out of the question but let's get Let's get crazy y'all let's get The tinfoil hats on (laughs) Because you know what I want this To be the case what if Phil Spencer goes to Japan And he knocks on a Floating hovered like Stasis looking door And the door just dissipates and who's behind it but hideo kojima himself what if microsoft (laughs) microsoft next week they announce they have not partnered with kojima productions they have bought out kojima productions death stranding 2 which i know listen it's the ip owned by sony but it's an xbox exclusive (laughs) man that's what it is and the next silent hill totally xbox partnered with Kojima. They're letting him do all the crazy things, man. This time you're the baby in Death Stranding. I would love to see all the <laughs> fanboys and girls. I love who it. Sh- wow. Chat on Death Stranding go, you know what, guys? give it a shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. It would it would well first of all I, I actually played Death Stranding. I put about I think 60 hours into it. I, yeah. I'm at the end. I just haven't beaten it yet.
3: Honestly, I, can I be real about that game? Yes. I love the gameplay. I don't like this story.
0: No, the story was, listen, the story was wacky. I'm going to tell you, you know what? Again, this is is an Xbox show, but I have to say this. One of the most intriguing, absolutely mind-blowing and excitable kind of things about that particular game wasn't the gameplay. It wasn't the wacky Kojima story. You know what it was? It oh, was yeah. the fact that it was a multiplayer game when it wasn't a multiplayer game. And what do I mean mm-hmm. by that is that every time I turned on the game, there was a road built. There was yep. a bridge in an area that I didn't put up. And there was a note left from you know, Johnny Two-Tone saying,
3: hey, I, I'm glad I could help. That was awesome. That that and that's why I love that game so much. It's not about the weird babies on your chest. It's literally just like the the interaction without interaction. And yes. it's really crazy how that game now is so relevant in today. Like yes. that's the crazy thing about that game. But it's just funny to me to see so many people who. We shit on it just to shit on it. They you go, know oh, what? You know what they got? They got something going here. Who knows? Give it a chance. It that would, would be, be pretty incredible because
0: listen, the, the bottom line is, is, is Death Stranding did not do well for Sony. Uh, no. it, it didn't, it it just did not. Uh, and, and they didn't and brag
3: that, about its sales. That's why, no, it, no,
0: it, did it, 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 well. it didn't. And yeah. you know what? I uh, again, we we know the relationship that Kojima has. With Sony, it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's blatantly apparent what the relationship they have. But at the end of the day, he's the head of the studio and he has to put food on the table for his people. And if that if that money is going to come in from is no longer going to come in from Sony, he's got to put it out somewhere because self-publishing is expensive. And, you know, it's 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 I mean, just look at Bungie. Bungie yeah. is now uh I mean, there, there, there's rumors. There's rumors that they're going to sign with Microsoft again simply because the pub, you know, they're publishing their own stuff, and and it is it is a very it's very taxing on the people at Bungie. Now, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. I, I don't have any source material that says yeah, it's it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. But all I can tell you is that that would that kind of a signing would would do more than just um, uh, be a great sign, in my opinion, for Microsoft. It would be an industry stopping. Kind of an uh, of
3: of an announcement. I think it would be if, if there. It, I think it would be more of a partnership than a buyout. I agree. Because I think from be more what, a what I'm aware,
0: yeah, I they agree. Took
3: a deal with Tencent for like a whole ton of money, like just a bucket load. It's speaking of like why not go after some 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 Chinese developers as well? Um, that of course. Oh my open god! Up whole map that game. But, I know. Like I know where game. you're going with it. Uh, the one was uh, Sung Sun Wukong. Yes. Yeah, I think I pronounced that god's name's right. Yeah,
1: Blacky Black For totally Black
3: yes, I think so. I I don't know the name per
1: se, but Black Mirror look wrong, isn't it? I think.
3: Yeah, they, yeah. that game again with the
0: Monkey King looks it. it it's ways out, but it looks yep. so good. And Joe, right up your yep. alley, right up your alley with your Souls nonsense that you like. <sighs> And and right uh, right up the alley of Sin Vendetta, a good, generous friend of the show. As a matter of fact, we're going to get on out of here. We're two hours past the mark, but let me just catch up with some of the Super Chats. Speaking of Sin Vendetta, who is our resident souls kind of a dude, he drops on another 5 dollars Super chat, And Zemi, this is for you. He says, I would like to hereby challenge Zemi Gaines to a Harry Potter trivia contest or challenge (laughs) to see who is a bigger (laughs) Potterhead. Listen, Sin. I let gotta me... tell you, dude. No, pull head. Boom, I...
2: boom, boom. Let me, let me handle this.
0: Go, go, handle okay. it, sir.
2: <laughs> Send. Any day, any time, on a live stream, in the back of a bus, I don't care. At the movie theater, it doesn't matter, okay? Send me a DM. We will schedule this, and you can lose, okay? Let's go.
3: Fun fact, fun fact. Last night on the Trophy Room, Kyle tried, like, there was a legit four-minute segment, like, sidetrack, of him trying to teach me Harry Potter names. Okay, I didn't know a single one. But the guy that plays Hans Gruber, I think his name is... Virious Snape. Yeah.
2: Did I get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes! No, no, you didn't.
3: Oh, and we know his no, Snape, is the, last Snape serious, is the last
2: name.
0: Snape is the last
3: Serious Snape. Yes. Seri- oh, Serious Snape.
2: Serious. Yes. Not okay, serious. Like uh, serious radio. No, it's not. No, it's no, no, no. God. No. I just embarrassed myself.
1: Sammy's not letting him have that one. Oh, <laughs> big fan.
3: dancing
2: around the room
0: right
3: now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: But,
0: and I don't think quick, it's
3: uh, Snape because it, it sounds like Snapple to me when I when I when no, I, don't I don't say Snapple. visualize the name. I, I, can't, I now, now, now I'm never gonna think of Snapple again the right way. You
0: just ruined my you life. Know like
2: Sin you know what? vendetta, you <laughs> might win this. I, I should have probably not challenged you because now I can't think of Snape's first name. Oh my god.
0: Well you're live on the air. You gotta you got you gotta yeah, you probably. know you gotta get so mentally prepared. First you're of serious, all like uh, serious uh, black. Yeah. <laughs> oh god you We're
2: know not. what you know what vendetta you know like you know sometimes we jump the gun i, I don't you know what let's let's uh let's wait a few uh years and so until we do that
1: uh that <laughs> do concept. some research
2: i might have i might have talked a little bit too much no but seriously send me a dm I, I i would i would totally be interested in hopping in there and like maybe running through like one of the one of the uh uh just like the quizzes that's on like the wizardingworld.com or whatever
0: or whatever. You are a big Harry Potter fan. I know you can't wait for the game. Real quick, Flap drops an outstanding
2: $2 Super Chat
0: and says, would love to see Bloober and Frogswares come to Microsoft. I think is almost a done deal based on the medium, and I think is pretty much a done deal. They just haven't announced it yet, but I have been wrong, just like I was with the WB acquisition. JD Gamer, once again, thank you so much for your generosity. He drops another $5 Super Chat and says, Studio MDHR Moon Studios and/or and Play Dead uh, to go uh, big and buy, t- oh wow, THQ Nordic and their collection of studios, which would include 4A Studios. Uh, and they're great tech yeah i mean that, that's i mean nordic would be a big buy i mean that, that that's i would think is as big potentially as All three uh, of those indies were great yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah. Every, every one of them are uh, yeah. eagle fans 76 a very generous friend of the show drops an outstanding two dollars super Chat and says the studio for black myth is looking for help well microsoft i mean again we know we know phil spencer has been traveling to japan we know they're going to be a tokyo game show we know that they're opening up with a 50 minute um presentation but we what we do know also is that it's not going to be next gen which is a little disappointing but it's fine they're looking to celebrate and i and i applaud this celebrate the japanese uh, uh publishers and developers and i think that that is great for them to do but listen folks this has been an outstanding two hours of xbox talk i hope everyone enjoyed their time here of course i want to thank the outstanding and incredible super chats that continue to come in honestly i am blown away every time i do a show the generosity is second to none so thank you so much for that of course i have to thank of course lethal papa doing his due diligence to keep the knuckleheads out and he did that quite he listen lethal walk silently and carries a very large stick and will bop you over the head, which he has done to several people, which are no longer available uh, allowed in this chat. So thank you for your due diligence, uh, Sin Vendetta. Uh oh, drops another ten dollar super chat. Says just so you know, Zemi, you're going up against a guy that uh, that's ready uh the series that's read the series twice. Every year since 20, uh, 2007, I'm 100% done. This will be fun. Uh-oh. I'm screwed. We, we, may, have to, we may have to broadcast <laughs> I'm, this. Folks. I'm screwed. I, I may have oh, to be God. the three. So listen. You, uh,
2: you really want to do that? Let's do that. That sounds fun.
0: I, I, I think we should do that. I think if we, it was office trivia, y'all are all screwed. That's all well, I'm saying. Listen, another great show. But listen, folks, thank you so much for coming out. We really appreciate it. Uh, we are growing this channel. Uh, again, it's it's seen some unbelievable numbers that uh, we have over 300 every time. We had almost 400 today, and that's a big deal for a smaller show, and I want to appreciate all of the help. Uh, and let's get into the outros. An Indie Gamer, we'll start with you, my friend, because obviously you are our special guest. Do me a favor, dude. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media. But more importantly, check out your outstanding and newly released podcast surrounding Indie Games
1: that's right you thank you so much boom it's been an absolute blast like like we said earlier it's been a while and it was awesome to get back in and uh chop it up with you guys because you know i do love what you do on this channel and um it was uh, you know you've always top quality content so yeah it was great to be back on with you and uh yeah like you say i've um recently started a podcast myself trying to learn the ropes a little bit like um trying to look at what you do and maybe take a bit of inspiration because you're the master at it but yeah i'm doing um the indie games podcast so we try and do something a little bit different with a focus exclusively on indie games so if you're interested in checking that out um it takes place over on my youtube channel which i also do other content as well where it's all indie games focused so if you want to stay up to date on the latest indie game goodness um hop on over to my uh, indie game channel which is at um, youtube for slash the indie gamer all one word and um, you can follow me on Twitter as well which is um, indie underscore gamer underscore zero one and like I say um, enjoy those indie games don't um, try not to like exclude them from your thought process when you're checking out games there's plenty of awesome games out there and obviously i believe a lot of indie games actually are better than AAA games because of the innovation you you get the passion it's all there and you know just just i just sort of encourage people to open open your mind and um treat games all as a whole really um there's a ton of experiences out there you might be overlooking but yeah you know if you do that that you might enjoy something but yeah thanks everyone in the chat everyone who's um hung with us today much appreciated and it's been a pleasure hanging with all you guys on the panel so yeah thanks guys for having me on and hanging with me today been a blast
0: well it's always great to get you on the show always great to hear your opinion and of course the representative of the indie scene uh, needs a voice and you are the proper uh, voice for that community and I know that they appreciate it because yes just because you don't have a 10 million dollar budget does not mean your game isn't worth playing and I think that uh, definitely if, if, if if a plague's tale isn't the Cherry on top of the Sunday to prove that you don't need a big budget to make an incredible story. Uh that that is a game that if you missed out on, you definitely need to play. It was uh the the media darling of last year, and it is certainly worth your time. Again, if you are a Sony player who uh who uh you know is looking for that third person over the shoulder story driven adult themed game. It's right up your alley. It is fan-freaking-tastic. So, Andy, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Let's get you on out of here, my brother. uh, Thank you so much for being here. As always, uh, I'm going to say this. You dropped the ball with Harry Potter, but it's
2: okay. I know. It was was server-snape.
0: Yeah, it's, there you somebody, go. Somebody
2: posted it. No, see, I can't even. See, like, whenever, like, serious, I kept wanting to say, like, Sniffless, like, or whatever. Like, which which, which was what the Marauders would call him. Like, they would call him Sniffless Snape or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I kept wanting to say that. And I was like, no, I can't say that because then that's going to make me look like a real bozo. And then I just could not get Cerberus. Well, oh, listen, uh,
0: to, to Zemi's defense, he goes to bed almost every evening reading Harry Potter. I do. So so, and so, just so you know, he is a diehard fan. Do me a favor, brother. Where can people reach out to you through DM, follow you on social media, but more importantly, check out not
2: one, but two of your outstanding YouTube channels. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you guys can check me out on YouTube. I actually have two different channels. The first one's called Zimmy games where I post a bunch of, uh, gaming content, gaming news, uh, reviews, um, tutorials, that type of stuff. Uh, the second one's called Zimmy eats where I, uh, will be posting a lot more, uh, food, uh, recipe videos, food reviews, and, and just food content in general. Uh, you guys can also follow me on Twitter and, and, um, you know, uh, at Zimmy games, um, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, My DMs are always open, so feel free to send me a message if you want. Uh, Always love interacting with community. Um, If you heard something on today's show that maybe you agreed with that I said, or maybe something that you absolutely disagreed with, still feel free to send me a message. I I once again love to have those discussions uh, with the community in my DM and stuff like that. And then I also am now streaming on twitch uh you can follow me over there uh just by searching for Zimmy underscore games uh later on tonight i should be playing crusader kings 3 nice. uh, which is one of my favorite games yesterday i uh played it for about 16 hours the day before whenever it launched i played for uh i think about 10 12 hours absolutely love that game so definitely swing by and uh and check you know check out me uh playing crusader kings 3 I'm uh, sorry, I'm laughing live, live on yeah I'm reading what? the chat. This is great. I have to read this.
0: Okay. Uh, K- uh, Kornarski plays, says Syphilis <laughs> Snapes
2: is the triple X
1: version.
0: <laughs> 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 Where, I got to tell you, folks, where, you where do you get Xbox talk and you get snakes <laughs> in, in, in the same conversation? Only on the Xbox Factor podcast. That's great, man. Good oh, for you, man. God. Thank you for the, for the whole heart of the laugh. Joe, you obviously yeah. – we want to talk about you for a second. You, you have been making some incredible content. Uh, thanks thanks to your – uh, your knowledge on our SS feeds now my cha- my channel is now running the same as yours but we're here to talk about the trophy room one of the best playstation podcasts that could that could potentially give greg miller a run for his money talk about
3: that and where could people follow you on social media i'm just now thinking of that version going Dumbledore, what are you doing <laughs> with the door open? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, this is gonna go down a really dark hole and hopefully. Yeah, no, not- I'm gonna <laughs> stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there. I gotta edit myself. <laughs> my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. Anyway, so you can find me over at Bad Big Games where we talk about all things games. Uh, a little update for Bad Big Games come tomorrow nice. on Twitter, actually. Nice. this just a two-minute quick update about the future of the channel um and then yeah the trophy room you can find it on bad games on youtube the video version or uh where most people find it you can find it over on uh apple podcasts spotify google play wherever you find your podcasts you can find the trophy room there this week we talk about the whole backwards compatibility we talk about sony possibly buying more studios and then yeah there's a four minute segment where i we get totally sidetracked with me and Harry Potter and my lack of knowledge and lack of care, really. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. almost, it's borderline disrespectful to my co-host, but uh, <laughs> he tries his best, and I think that's all we could really hope for. So, you can check the Trophy Room out, all those things, rate right as five stars. There's a whole uh, giveaway we're, that we're doing as well, tied into it once we hit 100 reviews, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes. We're gonna give away a free next-gen game. So, nice. there you go. Nice. That's it. Well, well, all I got.
0: And last, No Way least, VJ. you really brought the thunder today. Your knowledge uh, and, and uh, stout timing is impeccable. Do me a favor, brother. Where could people follow you on social media? Uh,
4: yeah, I just uh, want to say thanks to everybody uh, in the chat. It's uh, it's amazing to constantly realize how many people are listening to you, and I really appreciate it for making me feel welcome. And if, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at Viewpoint Gaming, uh, Zemi Games. I'm going to catch up with you later. Mr. Bad Bit. You do impress me with your knowledge, and uh, I do learn stuff from you each week. Indie Thank gamer, so much. Indie Gamer, I'm uh, sorry for stalking you so much in your No, <laughs> don't be <laughs> sorry. I love um, it. <laughs> uh, shout out to Archimedes. I can't wait for, uh, for him to come back next week. Yep. Yes. It's always a pleasure
1: talking to you in those DMs. Uh, you, it's really interesting talking indie games with you, my friends, and don't ever hesitate. <laughs> and, uh,
4: Boom, thanks uh, again. And I'll, I'll keep saying it, even if it's like 10 years from now, I really appreciate the opportunity you've given me.
0: No, no. Listen, I'm all about paying it forward. Uh, you are uh, have become a very important uh, member of this podcast, and when you guest on others, uh, you always bring your knowledge. And you, when you uh, when you talk and you, you 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 know you break down a, a specific uh, topic, you always do it in a thought provoking manner, which is interesting. And of course, a lot of people in the in the chat enjoy that. So I'll I'll close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully. It will one day be important to you, and it's something that my dad taught me, made me a better man, and he used to tell me this, son, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Enjoy gaming wherever your favorite platform is, and also remember, it's okay to be nice. Have a good day, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Take care, everyone.